0: We're, right now, we're, we're sitting here. Josh starts recording right when we're looking at broads on the... Oh, that's <laughs> fine, though, bro. <laughs> oh, well, they're they're nice. We respect them as ladies and as women of the night. I think that means prostitutes, doesn't yeah, it? That's women that's of the night. It. Okay. No, it does. Um, yeah. They're not prostitutes. So I wish they were. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 123 of You Watch, I Listen. Oh, I should put the microphone on. Taylor, this. how
1: are you, buddy? Well, uh, I got to put my headphones on because Josh is late, so therefore, you got to ruin my fucking time.
0: Taylor has uh, no snare in his headphones. Yeah, big facts. No, nah, I'm fine. I'm fucking I'm tired and... Uh... Doing good. I'm ready to go home. Josh, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm okay. I'll just leave. I'll, just be, I'll be okay. You, you you were running late. You had a stressful day of work. It sounds like every day is a stressful day. I wish that COVID would just come back. <laughs> wow. I don't. Okay. Here's the thing. It never left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish it would just come back and force. Okay. Something. You want it to be like it was in like April and May, March, when it was like you know like a thousand I want people. March back. March back. You want like a thousand to two thousand New Jersey people dying a day. Yeah, Get the hell out of here. These okay. are my Nutella m ms That's Fuck fair. Get out of here. I have some Nutella m ms here, too. Josh, you want some Nutella m ms Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 Lacey, get the hell out of here. She's not going to. I know. Um, so, guys, we're here. It is um, October 13th. Uh, we are in the middle of um, the last game of week five in the NFL going on right now between the Tennessee Titans Yo. and the Buffalo Bills. Right? They're really good. Um, these cocksucker Titans that are trying to fuck everything up for everyone. Big facts. Um, very angry at them. But regardless, we're here. Um, it's our second week in our Halloween extravaganza. Yay. Uh, we got some fun stuff today. Probably won't be as long today. Just because we were running a little late, but I think that's fine. We can get through stuff. Or you reviews. mean, we? Uh, well, I said we're running Sorry. a little late because we're a team here at You Watch, I Listen. A very um, dysfunctional, out of shape, really not pleasant to look at team, but we're a team nonetheless. Fact, we're like the worst-looking gr- group of backup offensive linemen on a peewee football team. The Legion of Room? Yeah, the Legion of Room. Um, anyway, this episode 123, You Watch, I Listen. We will see you guys in just a second. The Josh? You Watch, Josh. I
2: Listen podcast. Starts now.
0: Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh fuck you! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm take it out, take it out. A <laughs> yeah, oh, it. It nice <laughs> couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong?
2: It's time for the you watch, I listen podcast, and always remember: don't sniff it, just do it.
0: First time I've ever said that right, and I probably couldn't do it again. So, wait, what is it again? Rubber baby, rubber baby, bu- rubber so, baby bu- see, see, say, it rubber so. ba- rubber baby, buggy bumpers. Rubber baby, baby buggy, buggy, buggy bumpers. But he says it fast: rubber baby buggy bumpers and arnold has you know i always like that that patrice conversation that yeah. ONA where arnold always has like really american names despite his accent mm-hmm. like, huh, hello i'm jack slater <laughs> it's always some not so, no. so so i mean i, I just one of
1: those things cuz i i was tried watching last action hero the other day and i still can't do it dude it rules it rules i, I don't know You're I, cr-
0: you i think you just might have missed the boat on that that era of really cheesy 8 late 80s, early 90s action where there was very minimal plot and just lots of um, punchlines and explosions and a kid that didn't need to be in the story because he was horrible but you needed him yeah. for the story. That, that's pretty much what action was back then. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, we're here. Um, I guess we'll start out. Taylor, how was your week? It was fine. There's not not really much going on. I uh, just
1: watched a lot of shit and uh, I didn't get hurt this week. Just, that's good. Just, that's just, good. Well, just like you, you, know, you thought I fell again. Well,
0: you said I fell off a... A cliff? No, no, because did, you, is that what he said? I was. Yeah.
1: Ref, I I understand that's what I said. I was referencing the Lord of the Rings when er- Ergon falls over because all you said was you lie, and that's when he goes. <laughs> he took a little tumble off the cliff. And yeah, he goes you lie. That's all
0: I said. You guys, and you just go again. Well, because you did fall off a cliff not that long ago. It wasn't a cliff. It was, it was, it was a ledge. A, it Was a very high ledge. Yeah. So I mean, a le- a very high ledge could just be also a very small cliff. <laughs> I can't disagree with Yeah, that. Manfro got stuck, his, his car stuck on a very high ledge at one point. Um, <laughs> Josh, how was your week? Uh, it was okay. Just a lot of work? Yeah, a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, my week was fine. I had uh, Ears and Tree Man's wedding on Saturday. Um, cool. I did a lot of drinking at that. Uh, they bought proper 12 just for me, so I, killed, uh, I was told by Ears I had to finish the bottle because they got that just for me, and I said, all right, <laughs> if you really want that, um, and I yelled dump them during. In the speeches a few times, that's so that great. that's good. What does dump mean? Yeah, Sunday I watched a lot of f- football. That's all I did on Sunday, oh, really. Well. Um, ordered some pizza and wings, and uh, Friday watched. I just watched shit most of the week, and outside of that, it's been pretty uh, unremarkable. I'm at, We're mad at Josh because he did not tell us about a video game coming out that, that I didn't that. fucking know
1: was coming out. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think anybody really knew. Lacey Lacy, you asshole! What are you doing? Is, are we still? Are we still recording? We're good. Yeah. Alright, yeah. yeah. fine. Um, no, so uh, it's, yeah, but it's, no, it's it's Josh's fault. It is Josh's that fault. He didn't tell us that the biggest Star Wars fan out of the three of us. Maybe
0: close, close it's fucking busy dude. <laughs> yeah. But usually you're like you're in the know on video game Yeah, but I'm not, I
2: haven't been in the know about anything other than the availability of firearms and
0: ammo for the last fucking three Remember when you tried to buy a Nintendo Switch and you bought the wrong thing? Yeah, and I fucking can't That was so you know, really. funny,
1: dude. He goes, I bought, I, I bought a Nintendo Switch. It was like 199, And then he texts me back, it's just fucking handheld?
0: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. like You bought the light? That was good. Oh, my God. I enjoyed that. All right, why don't we get right into our reviews? Um, I figure we're going to do the album first because Josh and I both have an album. Yeah. And then uh, I you have a movie. Oh, uh, I awesome mean, movie. I knew, I, I told you, I t- take the under, I knew it, <laughs> take, the under, take yeah. the under, instead of, been, he, he didn't do his homework, now, you watch that, Endgame again, yeah, you gotta watch it, yeah, you watch Endgame again, I again. did not watch Endgame, <laughs> I've been watching Blind Manner, but no, we'll talk have, about that in a little while, we'll talk about that, you better watch it this week, or there is a punishment on the show, okay, you, there is a punishment, All guaranteed, right. but All you right. have, I know what you did last summer to talk about, I do, Um. so we got that, so I'll go first, Um. or actually Josh, why don't you go first with your album, okay, because we, I did this album, as uh, Taylor's very First album on the
2: show Okay so I will keep it Relatively short and sweet uh, I fucking loved it Yeah dude uh, It rips It was so good um, You know I wasn't expecting to like it As much as I did Even Same. though Dan liked it Same um, So I'll kind of run through it um, I'm, I'll am i go I'll go through most of it I'll stop at the acoustic songs Okay um, Okay so uh, Honestly dude the, the only song on here That I gave less than a five Was I Still Believe I gave it a four
0: yeah, and it's uh, a really good song.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, I, I dude, I fucking musically, lyrically, his voice is fucking it's, awesome. It's very refreshing. It it's very kicks. refreshing and at, it's at got, this uh at this
0: time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's got kick. That's like the biggest thing. It's got like some real bite to it and energy to it. You know what's funny? That album came out in two thousand eleven too, so like nine years ago. And I understand because I still
1: believe it was like it's the most generic, I guess you could say Because it does kind of have that same
0: old Like, you I feel know, like we're all very loud That's the only reason I'm saying anything Possibly I, did, did My headphones just get turned up when that fell That might be what it is I think your headphones got turned okay, up Yeah, we found we're fine the, Yeah, then we're good
1: But, uh the thing is, what I still believe that the thing that separates it as far like the music is a lot of fun. There's a harmonica fucking. Um, there's a harmonica solo, I'm and now. it's it's the it's the ly- the lyrics is the yeah, thing that stands lyrically, out. Lyrically, he's the he's fantastic. Music. So, I mean, Josh, if you had to pick another so- like like one song that stands out to you as far as like your favorite, like what would it be? Um, for me, uh, so I don't know the name. No, for Lacey. But... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to pick on you. I'm uh, sorry. No,
0: I mean, like I don't. there's so many fucking songs, I don't know the That's name. That's one part. of those albums like... that it was so hard for me to grade it, because I was listening to it, and then I realized I wasn't actually grading the songs as it was going on, because I enjoyed it so much, which is probably one of the biggest compliments I can give it at this yeah. juncture. Um, but I loved it. And uh, so what would you give it on a scale of one to five, Josh? A five. It's a five. Even with one four, it's a five. I agree. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal like album. for that but,
2: but Wanderlust is the... Uh...
0: Wanderlust
1: is amazing. Well, uh, Wanderlust fucking rules. If Ever I Stray is my favorite off there, and then uh, uh, One f-
0: one Foot Before the Other is fucking yeah, great. fantastic. Um, Alright, so uh, that was one Frank Turner album, In Keep My Bones, into another one that came out in 2018. Um, this one is called Be More Kind. Um, so you had mentioned that it's very um, socially and politically charged. Um, Not as much, but it's there. It's definitely there. Um, I, I want to start out by saying I I really did love this album. There is only one song on here that I would take and throw in the fucking trash with myself. Um, there was one song on here that I actually think was just horrific, and I wish it wasn't on here because, other than that, it's a fucking masterpiece. Um, so, we'll start out. Um, the first song on the album, Don't Worry, is a five. Um, the lyrics on it are great, and this whole album lyrically is, is fantastic. Uh, it's about overcoming your anxieties, not playing to them. And uh, specifically, one of the things I like that it was relevant uh, to the social message is don't let social media dictate your feelings. The things that are happening How you see other So many people we know They see what's happening On social media And they take it very personally That they're not doing These things and Why can't that be their life I think that was important So there's even a lyric In there where he says you know, Look up from
1: your phone Everyone, yeah, yeah, they,
0: they yeah. get caught up In your phone Exactly um, The next song 1933 A fucking banger uh, It's a five It sounds like a, An old swing sound um, Which is why it's relevant Being 1933 um, Lyrically it's about bel- Not believing what's happening Around us socially uh, The baseline on it Fucking rules And I love the lyric, don't go mistaking your house burning down for the dawn, um, which I think is so important because if you listen to it it's about, you know, what's happening with the, the rise of, you know, hatred in, in this country and in the world socially sure. and, um, you know, people, so many people just want to sit back and think like, well, you know everything is, you know, everything around me is burning, but it's going to get better soon and it may not if you're going to sit there silently the whole time. So I think the message on there was really important. Um, Little Changes a, a great song. So it's fun. It's got a fire bass line. Uh, it's got a very very upbeat sound to it lyrically it's about how little things we do differently can help make things better long term um, making tiny little changes in your life that can ha- or just people around you being better can do make things so much different so I really enjoyed the message on that um, be more kind it- it's uh, it's a beautiful important song uh, you don't go looking for answers if you don't if you already know what you're looking for and he actually kind of says that in one of the lyrics there yeah. that you know don't go seeking something out like information if you know exactly what you want to find Because that's what so many people do confirmation bias, kind of thing. Um, You know, who can be saved as far as the lyrics go as well? Like, are some people worth redeeming and trying to make better? Uh, It's a real song right now. Now we're getting to the song that I hated, which was Make America Great Again. Oh, I love that song. I I get what he was trying to do. I I thought it was very forced and very robotic. And just like the, the thing I love about Frank Turner and both England Keep My Bones and this album is that musically it's fantastic. And this is the only one that I think is not really there. And it's. Uh, let's make America great again By making racists ashamed again And even like the verses It's just very it, There's no like melody to it I get what he was trying to do The lyrics were douche chilly for me Personally I get what he was trying to do And I get it fits kind of the theme of the album But this one just did not work for me on any level whatsoever uh, I, if like i said if they remove this from here uh, it was i the first time i listened to it that song i was like maybe it's not as bad as i thought it was and i just I, the more i listened to it the less i liked it um, but it, it's a small thing that to skip over on an otherwise great album um the, the next song uh is um growing nowhere it's a really good basic rock song i gave that a four brave face another good one that's a four there she is is a beautiful song i gave that a five. Loved 21st Century Survival Blues. Absolute banger. It's literally about knowing things around us are falling apart, how you're preparing for it, how you're trying to make the best of those situations. Uh, Blackout, another great bass line on there. It's the best song on the album musically. Common Ground was a five. Another really important song right now. There is a middle ground with people. We can forgive. We can build on a common ground and try to understand each other a little bit more. Uh, The Lifeboat, I love. They gave that a five. The different, most different sound on the album And the best his voice sounds on it He stays a little more reserved, I feel like yeah. He doesn't enunciate as much, which is his style And yeah. it's his, like, signature But I think it worked perfectly um, it, it was a good message about be, being able to... It's a really good message about being able to escape the hell you're living in. You put you <laughs> I put your and I just really think get your tickets. Get your tickets. <laughs> uh, yep I wrote your um, and then uh, get it right. I gave a five. It closes the album out strong and it's another highlight at the, uh, at the, at the of the range and the tone of his voice. Um, you know one bad song for me doesn't take away from the overall strength and quality of this album. While it doesn't have the same bite and kick as England Keep My Bones. It's a different message to it. It's a different tone. It is still a fantastic album and usually if I have an album an album that has a one on it it really pulls the grade down. I'm still gonna give this a four and a half out of five okay. because just because that song doesn't work for me doesn't mean it doesn't work for others, especially if you are I can understand if you're truly like hardcore in the feeling of the message of that specific song. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying I am, whatever. Um, that one just didn't work for me, but everything else on there was just sensational. Um, I'm gonna give this I'll give it a 4.7 out of five because every the strengths of this album are not Diminished by what I, for me, is one low light.
1: All right, that's fine. I mean, like I said, "Make America Great Again" is probably one of my favorite songs on that record, just because even though even though it is very heavy-handed, but there's a there's a time and place for it. I think that was a perfect time yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? And uh, that, that, again, I, listen, it's all perspective.
0: It wasn't that. even necessarily. The, I didn't love the lyrics, but it was the music that I just I didn't understand because the rest of the album has just like this amazing, amazing sound, and the music on this one was very rudimentary to me. So, and that's probably why like it didn't flow as well. I could have. Probably, if it was any other lyrics, I still wouldn't have liked the song so, as much.
1: So, more than likely, because you know, a variety of people, specifically people in the entertainment industry, aren't exactly a big fan of Trump. So, if you look at it from of that course. perspective, he wrote a "Make America Great Again," and he made the song very simple because of how he truly feels about yeah. Trump. And I, I, so I, re- I, get, I, get the song. You know what I'm saying? I am it. So that is like more of a creative thing, and you know, maybe, maybe it's meant for that type of reaction. What you have, yeah, you know what it's I'm saying? entirely sure. possible. So, but well, I, I don't know. For other sure. than that,
0: I, I, I absolutely loved it. I am a Frank. Fanboy at this point. Big facts. Lyrically, he's amazing. His voice is great. His band is fucking sensational. That bass player is a fucking monster.
1: So again, more homework on, on the options that you want to. If you could find, uh, I believe it's on iTunes. You could buy it. You could rent it. Whatever. Uh, he has a full concert when he played at Wembley Arena. I put it on Plex. It's fucking <laughs> incredible, okay. dude. I'll it's check it out. So good.
0: I'll check it out. I love him. Uh, he's fantastic. Yeah. So four point seven out of five for Frank Turner's uh, "Be More Kind." So I, I did watch the movie, and I want to just because. I always forget
1: the name of it Return Return of the Living Dead Return of the Living Dead Okay Okay um, let me start from the top Movie gets a five Okay And, dude, and the big reason Is because I, 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 It's this movie And I, I, I'm sorry It's very forgettable I Oh honestly, that's the, uh, That's not something I would
0: uh, Anyone would relate to To me
1: it's very forgettable The only thing that sticks In my mind Is the zombie saying brains And me laughing my ass off Yeah dude it's hilarious And then like Everyone's seeing What the fuck is that He turns around and goes More brains Well that is
0: um The famous he literally th-
1: texted me This movie rules dude <laughs> And then Yeah right That was in the beginning that's, When that's everything was famous, happening That
0: guy is also known as Tar man. Right. But
1: that was so. Okay. I did text you that. And then about a half hour later, it was like. Okay What like, what are we doing here It was because, Dude, because You can't the, tell me You didn't laugh your ass off At the zombie paramedic the zombie Guiding book. the more cops To that. Yeah, that was really funny I mean it, it was a very unique take On the zombie thing Like I said It did break all yeah, the rules Yeah sure sure I did laugh When they Like they shot the thing In the head It didn't work They saw his head off That didn't work And then they The uh, cadaver Running around naked And then they put him They put him in the In the in the, in the the furnace Yeah yeah And then it starts raining You know Yeah like acid rain life. And I was like What the fuck is
0: this The fucking thriller video Yeah like, <laughs> but, They do that In Return of the Living Dead too. Yeah. But uh it,
1: it, again, I, I understand what it is. You know, it is very hokey, it has its quirks, it is very entertaining, but to me it this is just a very forgettable movie. And the big thing I, I did like the guy Suicide, he was pretty cool. The guy with the The guy that put himself in the furnace? No, the guy uh no, that that was like that was like one of the two two The guys, guys in the, in the beginning. beginning, yeah. I'm talking about like like the punk rock guy, like the, he had the piercing attached oh, yeah, to his yeah, nose, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy's name was Suicide, and I'm pretty sure they were listening
0: to the band Fear. Yeah, they so, were so like that was cool. I like um, the naked chick zombie. Where they yeah. they run up uh, the one, one scene that I love actually, and actually I, I, we actually talked to Brian Keene about this. I asked him if part of his inspiration for the zombies talking about like it hurting to be dead or whatever, when they take that like really decrepit old zombie and put it on the thing and they talk to it and said it, it hurts to be dead, yeah. You're like their body. I, I love that concept of it, and it makes it a little more intriguing to me because there's a consciousness to them rather than just the mindless zombies, but it is a comedy. it doesn't realize it doesn't realize no, it's a it comedy. And then what they did in Return of the Living Dead 2, the two guys from the beginning are also in Return of the Living Dead 2. They, they act like the first one didn't happen more or less. Right. And this time they play like grave robbers. Okay. And the same kind of things happen. At one point it gets meta and, and they're like, I feel like we've done this before. Yeah,
1: right, right, right. <laughs> But uh, like I said, most, after the, anything really after that is kind of forgettable to me. Like I don't really remember the the, the true ending of the movie. Like the, I, the, the last new, thing the I new... remember was like it was, um, uh, it's like, oh, my God, we'll see if this happens. And then, like, the zombie comes out and it's, like, laughing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Then, the, then the credits roll. That's the last thing. I yeah.
0: Think. It's um, the nuke goes off and kills all of them pretty much. And then it's like the. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, had, yeah.
1: they had the Nazi train gun. Yeah, correct. And it fucking, and it's like, oh, he did a good job, Mr. President. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, yeah. Said. Um, but, I mean, it, listen, it's not a bad movie. It's just something I probably wouldn't watch again.
0: Okay. It is very 80s. It's very hokey. It definitely has It's, it's very. It, that, you could see why it's a cult classic. Like, of it's course. a beloved movie because well, it's so insane like see because like
1: i i love rocky horror picture
0: show which sure. is a big cult as a big absolutely cult
1: following so i can understand what other things I've, i like, i see the upside the appeal, the appeal. I, I completely
0: get it okay so sure. i'll give it a actually no you know give me i mean it's still like a five six okay like, that's fair now let's wait till we get to yours we'll do our picks and then we'll get into what you watch josh um okay so taylor i have three movies in mind now i'm gonna ask you to pick one two three um, I now, do you want hints on what each one is, and I'm not going to tell you what number it's related to. No, just uh, okay, can I
1: just pick one, two or three. One, two or three. All right, give me two.
0: Okay, two. Um, you picked one that is not in the, uh, the vein of the, the goofy comedy one. This is one that just came to my mind today. that I, I haven't myself watched in a few years, but it came out, I want to say, in 2004, 2005. Critically acclaimed. Um, I would put it among the best horror films since the 2000s started. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, Josh. It's called The Descent. Um, uh, so the whole premise of this movie is a group of, it's, I think it's four or five girls. They decide to go cave diving. Okay. And then shit gets fucking... Weird. You
1: know what's funny I remember seeing The uh, previews for this On TV I remember uh,
0: This movie is, I'm, not, I'm it's, not It's very claustrophobic I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. It's very claustrophobic It's incredibly well made Basically It's not like There's another one That came out a few years ago It's a found footage Very good horror film Actually called As Above So Below It's not in that vein Because that was dealing with You know um, Satanic and supernatural This is about like If there were um, Almost like Like mole people Like creatures That live beneath the caves And shit gets fucking wild Okay Okay. it 's an incredibly well made movie the uh that you feel the claustrophobia of it in the theater I was kind of like oh shit i can 't wait. I saw this it is an, an awesome awesomely fast paced movie. The cast in it is great. the setting of it is great um every time I see like anyone go in a cave, the first thing I think of is the descent it 's got a great fucking ending as well i 'm um, excited to watch it again. It was actually on the landlord of mine 's list to watch during Halloween season okay um, so I'm going to watch it this week as well because I've not seen it in quite a while. So my pick for you this week is the Descent. All right, cool. Got a very uh, bad sequel as well, so skip that.
1: All right, fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wasn't going to go farther <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So for my pick this week, I'm going to go a little uh, outside the realm of like normal. All right. And uh, I'm going to go with a pop record by uh, an artist that I only started listening to recently because South Park was making fourteen fun seven of it. Titans. By the way, that's disgusting. Okay. Um. So I'm going to give you Lord's debut album Pure Heroin. Oh, interesting. So the reason why I, I mean I've been getting in the Lord the last couple weeks because I've been, I've been really watching South Park hard on HBO Max. Okay. And I I was it was at the episode where the uh, he everyone finds out that St- uh, Stan's father, Randy, is Lord.
0: <laughs> Randy rules. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was you know it's like He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good on a Wednesday, and it's like, yeah, but Lord's like 17 years old, and she's this girl from whatever the fuck. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 it's me, and I have I have my best ideas when I'm on the toilet, and then he goes, I had synth, and then I do this, and it sounds exactly like Lord. And he passed out.
0: Now, can I can I ask something quick? Sure. Now, Lord's kind of like disappeared since this album. I know she's had other stuff come out, but after Royals. Came out. It was kind of like that. Was more or less it. Well, like for as far as being like mainstream popular. She
1: had one album in twenty seventeen. It, it just she's very like, I want to say I'm not eclectic. She's very like. Passive. I,
0: guess you I, well, I was say. gonna say the she came out around the same time that like Lana Del Rey started blowing up, yeah. and they had a very similar kind of thing going for them. Yeah, but Lord is ten times better. I I, 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 all I can say is I, I didn't hate Royals. I didn't love Royals. I get it. I think it's a cool sounding song. I think her voice is cool on it. I think it was just one of those ones. I eventually they played it so much, and I'm not someone that listens to the radio like that very much. You couldn't escape the song. See, so it's one of these things I end up resenting.
1: See, here's here's what's funny about that. I didn't hear about Lord. Until uh, Youth and Revolt covered it for Punkless Pop Volume Six. Yeah, yeah. And then I found that it was a Lord song. And then obviously. Uh, you know, South Park r- kind of. Rural, I'm gonna
0: have to watch uh, that episode was. this week as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah,
1: I am Lord La La La. Like that's <laughs> that's all he does. But yeah, uh, Lord's first album really is. It's I've heard great incredible. things about There's it. There's a reason why she won a Grammy at 17 years old. Um, for this album, she, she is phenomenal. Great, great singer. Um, it's just I'm not. I love all music, and I, I pop music is the one I listen to the least because most of it is garbage. Yes, yes. Um, but this is one album that kind of hit me within the last week where I was like, you know, this is pretty fucking good shit. You know, it's such good shit. It's such good shit. And, uh, you know, I was... I was skeptical skeptical about giving it to you because I wanted to give you something heavy but I wanted to switch it up. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm going to go. I, all I know is Royal so I, I can't go in any, or op, any more open-minded than yeah. um, than that. I, that's all I know and I didn't hate it. I just one of those ones I heard so much like I don't even need to listen to that unless I end up liking the album and you know sometimes like I told you when we gave me the 30 Seconds to Mars album I got King and Queensmore listening to it the whole way that album Big the whole facts. way through. So maybe that happens here but I've heard it so many fo- Royals so many fucking times that i may not need to listen to it so all right very cool um now josh you um your second horror movie um in the slasher genre was um the very popular 1999 film that tried to follow uh, 97 wow yeah yeah it followed in the footsteps of uh i guess i still know you did last summer it was 99 yeah Oof. um followed in the footsteps <laughs> of uh scream um i know what you did last summer starring sarah michelle geller um freddie prince jr and uh jennifer love hewitt yes correct okay take it away
2: so the thing that I like about um, I know what you did last summer is that it, it kind of blends genres. Yes, right? you know, so it's not as
0: meta as Scream, but right. it, it does blend genres. So
2: it you have the obvious, you know, it's a slasher movie, sure. but you also have that teen
0: rom com, high school, college, teeny bopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so it kind of blends those yeah, elements because yeah, yeah. there's underneath. Underneath there being the horror movie element of it, you have that drama element of it. Sure, where, the, the, you know the Freddie lo- Prince Jr. and fucking Ryan Phillippe don't get a, a- along with each other. This movie also boasts a who's who of uh, fucking nineties 90s nineties 90s
0: stars. pop stars. You
2: know, so you've got Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Geller, Ryan Phillippe, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Bridget Wilson, and Hae.
0: Yeah, you you know? it's it's really a, a hodgepodge of people who don't really have careers anymore. <laughs> exactly, and
2: Hae, and Hae. You know the the. The the premise is pretty simple. Everybody's seen this movie. Revenge.
0: You know. re, um Revenge, they they they, they did a hit and run, they dumped a guy in the lay, in the ocean. Mm. Um then the next year they start getting the letters.
2: I know That's, what you did last year. I know summer. what you did. Yeah, I still know. Oh, that's the end. Yeah, that's know. the end. Yeah, which I have a huge problem with that because they, she, you, I still know written on the mirror, I, and I, then the guy crashes through the fucking uh, shower. Yeah,
0: and then the next movie starts, and none of that happened. Yeah, I, well, I have a huge problem with it because it led to that movie because yeah. <laughs> that movie is awful. Yes, yeah, so bad. Um, so I did watch it again, and I liked it more than I initially remembered. It's I think the reasons like you that you said that you like it, like the blending of genres, is probably why I don't like it as much because I feel like it takes away from what it ultimately is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't, like, settle the same way for me. Mm-hmm. But it is enjoyable. Yeah. It is entertaining. The cast is actually for being this hodgepodge of, um, you know, has-beens, now has-beens, do a pretty good job with the yeah. material they have. Um, there, there's some iconic stuff in here. You know, it definitely is always going to be the, the little brother to Scream.
2: Oh, for sure. Um, you yeah, know, this movie is by no means a classic. No. You it, know, it's, but it's
0: it's like a, a, cult, it's a cult classic, right. I would say, because it's not nearly as good as Scream, but it's good. Yeah. Um, I... You know... I, I miss seeing Jennifer Love Hewitt regularly. <laughs> Same. <laughs> a, a lot. Because here's the thing. She wasn't a good actress. No. But she was a good actress to look at. Yes. It's like one of those things. Um, I always like when you see, like when, if you're out in public and you see a girl in the distance and you're like, wow, she's hot. And then you get closer, you're like, oh, no, she's not. And you say, she looks good from far, but far from good. Uh, Jennifer Lo- Love Hewitt always looks good. And I, I, I just, I can't, the other problem I have is, I, Scary Movie is ruined. I know what you did last summer for yeah. me. Scream hasn't been ruined for me. There's a couple things in Scream, like in Scream 2, when they're at the movie theater. All I can think about is in the first movie when he puts his ear up to it and the dick goes through his fucking head. That's all I can think about. That's literally where the dick tickles him. He's like, Ooh, do it again, do it again. Um, like, and, and then I'm watching, I, still, um, I know he did last summer, and he's in the gym, and he gets the picture, and it says, I know, but in Scary Movie, it's I know, and it's a little shrimp dick, which is one of the most funny, dumb, <laughs> random things. The beauty pageant scene, obviously, and I, I always think about in Scary Movie, the song it's playing. It's, here she comes, Miss Teen. She's so fine. Such a lovely tits and a great behind. I'm like, this is a high school girls. And that was Shannon Elizabeth. Prime Shannon Elizabeth. you, yes. like Who... She was such a fucking smoke show. You know what she looked? Probably her best in was Thirteen Ghosts. If you remember that movie, very very good movie. And she's just brawless the whole fucking movie. Oh, okay, okay. okay, okay. So um, if I'm grading, I know you did last summer. a one to five. It, it gets a three for me. It's I, I appreciated it more watching it now. I give it a five. You know, at, at five out of five. five okay, 10, five out of 10, 10, ten, which is probably in line with my three or so. Right. Yeah, it's in that ballpark. I would say.
2: I always forget that you do the 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 five scale. I follow his scale. Yeah, and, uh,
0: I, I follow the letter better dude. the letter scale yeah I feel like 10
2: uh, and maybe it's because uh, I, I I try to stick with the theme of the show. Like, if you guys give me a movie, I'll follow the movie scale. If you guys give me an album, I follow the album scale.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I could start going to ten, but at this point, go. I think the formula works. Go. It's a niche. Yeah, like it. it's a niche. All right. So, Josh, what's your movie this week? All right.
2: So this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a little bit of a deep cut before the last. Two Is it, weeks it
0: Urban I Legend? Go. No. Urban Legend. <laughs> Urban Legend rules, dude. I loved Urban Legend. No, and Josh yeah. Hartnett. No. And, no, and, and uh, Jared Leto's in that. Oh, was one of his about, OG you're movies. Not talking about Ti's album. Ur- Urban no. Legend? Not talking about anything Urban with Legend Ti coming
2: soon. No. No. Oh, the movie or mislike. This is the third movie. There's two more after this. The, the final two are going to be some heavy hitters. This one I'm going to go a little bit of a deep cut. Uh, this one's a B movie, but it's also kind of a cult, right. a cult classic. Uh, this one is, uh, this is a, a movie that I think kind of gives inspiration to a lot of the. Uh, uh, the horror uh, parody genres of uh, okay of the, the late nineties and early two thousands. I'm gonna watch Sleepaway Camp.
0: Sleepaway Camp is a fucking classic. Yep. Now um, it's funny you mentioned Sleepaway Camp because I was just thinking of another slasher that um, I, I maybe ne- after you watch Ready or Not this week, I can give this one to you next week to watch. But this movie uh, it's called The Burning. Now I actually only saw this movie for the first time a few years ago, and I, it somehow flew under my radar because if you talk to most people that are big horror fans, they're gonna rate it among the greatest slashers of all time and i would go i am very comfortable saying it might be a top five all-time slasher um it, it's it's got a great villain a great backstory to the villain so i'm going to save that one for you next week um but in the it's in the vein of sleep wake sleep wake camp is great dude yeah I, I have not watched that in a long time so i'm excited to watch that again this week very cool very cool all right uh so taylor what'd you watch this week
1: Two full seasons of The Walking Dead Very good, yeah I, I'm happy that I'm, you're
0: you're doing that I'm fucking, dude I'm loving every second of it And I, I said to you in the text And I think Josh would agree Is that there will be moments Throughout the series and episodes Where you're kind of like Alright, it's, it's dragging a little bit But then uh, The the payoff is almost always worth it yep, There's never yep. been a time Where like something happened There was only one thing That pissed me off Where they did a fake out on something mm-hmm. And then eventually I was oh, like I, uh, but Here's the thing I, Even though I'm watching it I already know what you're talking about yeah. Because Bob and stuff
1: It's something with Glenn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a fake out
0: with Glenn that would have been so shocking and it would have changed the trajectory of the show and characters. But it ultimately became, I I forgot about it because where Glenn ended up, ended up being worth it anyway. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, there's so much good shit in The Walking Dead and I can't wait till you get to characters like Abraham and Eugene. I
2: hope that they're playing the DVD cuts because when you get to Abraham and uh, and Negan, they say
0: some really funny shit in the fucking... uh That shit is gross. (laughs) 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 I'm either as Rick, you suck. Fuck ass uh, that's That's us talking Yeah so like uh, They
1: just got to the prison Uh, Rick just killed The like the Like the the one guy With the long hair With the gun Yeah the prisoners
0: The prisoners right Yeah
1: so uh that's where I'm at there um, I didn't
0: get a chance To watch Bly Manor yet But that's the next thing On my list Bly Okay so Josh and I are I don't know how far you are I'm only five episodes
2: in I'm on I just finished episode mm. seven Okay so, so Wait hold on six, six and so, seven Are game changers Okay so, very good, so very good. Very
1: good So before we, I, Before we talk about that sure. I, well, I, did, We didn't talk about The Boys last week Because I fucked up um, I actually have The Boys Written right after this That we'll discuss Fair so enough Save well, that We all watch The Boys Also cause I, I plan on watching Cause it's a It's a it's a limited series Bly Manor right Like it's a one time yeah, well, It's
0: well, no, because it's it's only something of Hill House. Well, it's the spiritual. It's it's an anthology. So Hill House is technically the first season, Uh but they're not connected. Like you don't go to Hill House and it says season two. They're two separate things. Same director, same writer, um, some of the same cast members, but they're not actually connected. Um, but Because I, I plan on watching Bly Manor this week. I still think you should watch Hill House because the more I was thinking about yeah. it, the more I think you'll love it because the storytelling on it is on another level of anything that you've seen in that genre. It, it transcends horror. There's definitely scares in it. There's one scare in season one, a jump scare, that even got me to go like, oh, shit, you know which scene I'm talking about in season one. Yep. When, but... Bly Manor has And some people are complaining about it It's boring It's not scary And I would say two things It's not boring It's paced differently Because it's a different theme It's a different kind of uh, Different kind of story it's telling And it is not as scary I would definitely agree with that Season one was scarier. I definitely think season one Had a bigger creep factor to it Just because of the way it was filmed This is a little more bright It's a different kind of story But the acting again is sensational The girl that plays Danny That played Nell in Hill House Is unbelievable um, it, it's a really cool mystery that's unraveling in season two. While season, I wouldn't say season one was a mystery, Josh. There were some things that were or haunting of Hill House. I don't want to say season one. I wouldn't say haunting of Hill House was a mystery. There were things that unraveled, but this one is actually like a mystery story, like because you're kind of figuring out what's actually happening around you. Yeah. It's got more of that twist to it. I would recommend watching Hill House first because I think you'll have a bigger appreciation for Bly Manor because you'll see exactly the, the feel for the. I mean, and this, this director, writer, Mike Flanagan he did Doctor Sleep he did Gerald's Game he did uh, Oculus which was another fucking amazing movie he's one of the best guys out there when it comes to narratives and um, I don't know if I'm going to end up liking it more than Hill House but I fucking love it so far Um, I'm blown away I definitely think you'll end up loving both of them because there's so much heart to them like there was an episode, it was episode four of this season of Bly Manor, that actually made me emotional, where I was just like, holy shit. Like, it actually made me, like, well up a little bit. And there's a, a, a beautiful thing to the show. And uh, the same thing with Hell House. It had a season, an episode that made me tear up um, the Bent Neck Lady episode, where I was just devastated for this character. And it didn't have anything to do with horror. It's a, a the, the, the Haunting of Hill House is a story about family and trauma. And I would say the theme of this one, and you're further along with me, you me from wrong is just love. It's yeah. it's it it's, it, it, it's a real themes, kind of like what Ari Aster does, and what we've seen from uh, um, uh, Robert Eggers do with The Witch and The Lighthouse. There's real themes to them, right. Beyond horror, so I do think you'd end up loving both of them. Okay, um, I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. The Vow I'm almost done with that cult show on HBO. I didn't have to watch any more fucking true crime shit with oh. families getting killed. Thankfully, uh,
1: watching. Oh, yeah, me too. I was watching a lot of South Park. Like like uh, we just got introduced to PC Principal and shit like that. Nice. Like it's
0: fucking I'm South al- Park is so goddamn funny. It really is. I'm almost done with the league. I'll be done with that soon. Um, I watched my horror movies. Um, my horror movies this week that I watched. Um, let me see. I'll read it from Letterbox because I have a Halloween list going on there. Let's see. I did watch some good stuff this week, Josh. I wonder if you've how many of these you've seen um, that I watched this week. So since we last recorded, I think where we left off on the list was. Um, Return of the Living Dead. So I watch Evil Dead. I, I watched See The it. Mist. The Mist, one oh, of the yeah. best endings of all time. After the uh, VP debate, I was inspired to watch the, the, the Fly with Jeff Goldblum, which is an all-time classic. Yep. Um, the original Last House on the Left, a brilliant fucking movie, one of the grimiest films ever. Nightmare on Elm Street, which is my, it's not the best slasher, but it's my favorite of those. Um, Oculus, which I just mentioned, and last night was Army of Darkness, which fucking rules.
2: Oculus is the only one I haven't seen.
0: Dude, you would love, just because you like Flanagan, you would love Oculus. Yeah. You would f- fucking it's it's crazy cuz it's a WWE film but it oh, not any- the one with Kane or No, no, that's See No Evil. Okay. There's no wrestlers in it. It's just a WWE Studios film. Oh. Like it's Karen Gillian um from uh the the Redhead who's in the new Jumanji movies. Right. Uh, she's pretty hot. Also Nebula. Uh, ne- nebula, nebula, correct, Nebula. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's a also it's, nebula, yeah. Fast. It's a it, dude, you it's seriously, Josh, you would love Oculus. I uh, it's got one of those, it does a lot of Hill House stuff where it's got the linear back back and forth, non-linear back and forth kind of storytelling. Yeah. It's an awesome fucking movie. All right. So guys, the boys, season two, wrapped up this week. Um, jo- Taylor, you were a few episodes behind us. I'm so, all put up, yeah. so the first thing you um you the second to last episode we couldn't talk about last week, which was fucking brilliant. Yep. First off, the opening was great with that guy that is watching all the news and listening to the news, the clear Alex Jones. We're gonna get all these supervillains coming in here, and he's getting radicalized and yep. he's just he's looking at this uh, this guy store in the clerk. convenience store, store clerk, and his eyes like this. The light hits them weird, and that's a direct inspiration of a guy that killed a Muslim store clerk back in I think like 2003 because he was getting radicalized by Fox News and things like that. And the guy didn't. The guy he killed was nothing to do with terrorism. I thought that was a brilliant way to show relevant storylines in there. So I I didn't remember that particular story, but I do
1: remember that thing happening because that was kind of like like if you just take that like that isolated incident like like. Definitely not isolated, but that particular situation um, where it's just... Uh, the public having, especially at the time in like the early 2000s, of like a general outrage, propagating, and general, propagating fear, and, and a general like heightened a sense of uh, worry, a heightened sense of worry, uh, like and disc- and discrimination towards Muslims, and Sure stuff like sure. That around that time. Like it was very, like obviously it was it was heightened awareness, oh of course, and it was terrible. Like e- even so later, you know, in the in the in the early 2010s and shit, after 10s, the Boston Marathon bombing, The just, Pulse just nightclub shooting all, all this crazy shit. I like I remember being. On a plane in like 2012, saying
0: hijack. No,
1: well no. that that too, <laughs> but like it was before that, and I remember uh, you know two women walk on the plane, you know I- uh, Islamic women, and they're full garb. Uh, I don't know I don't know the terminology. Don't get mad at me, but like oh, I I stop myself. hajib is that what it's called? Uh, ha- hijab. I I, 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 forget, I forget how it's called. Anyway, all, all you could see is their eyes, and I remember just this this older fucking white woman, Karen cunt. Just look at him and just <laughs> and just scowl. And I just and I uh, like Dude, part like, of me wanted to make a scene, but like, if you make a scene on the plane, it's a federal crime. Yeah, of course, it's so, not worth like, it. But it was just like even still, people still and, have that base, and, and it was gross. But the show that people can be radicalized by what is on TV because people a, a majority of the majority of the US, sure, you know, are, are not as strong-willed as some other people, and it's so and easy, are so easily influenced. And
0: if you're a person that you know is naturally more inclined to be anxious about things, of course, that kind of news that is playing into your fears is going to scare you more. And I thought the boys in that episode, to open it, did a brilliant job. And you're seeing the rallies with Stormfront and Homelander and they're playing into it. Yeah. And obviously they were doing some things that are playing into current political candidates and political figures Think at facts. those rallies. A lot of um build the wall kind of feel to it, yeah. um, where they're talking about coming to take your you know, jobs and they're going to kill you and yada yada. They're going to head to and Washington. Yeah, And I thought that was really brilliant. And then as episode Episode 2 unfolded. Um, it was a great build-up to that final scene in the when they're testifying yeah. when the heads just start blowing up. And I was like, oh, oh, that shit. That was wild. And dude. then the, the Josh pointed out the funniest part is they they're, it all happened, and then they cut to the deep, and he's just grabbing his head to make sure it's there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the deep is very funny. I know, and it's always like a dry thing. So let's get to the finale, which... Was fucking amazing yeah, it, was phenomenal. it was such a good finale The, the stuff with the deep and um, uh, A train at the collective yep. Where uh, fuck him They're going back and forth uh, Fuck fresco was obviously great yeah. um, I, I laughed my ass off at that and uh, then just as things unfolded through the finale, um, Stormfront getting outed. That A Train gave him all the stuff and was basically saying, "Thanks for you know saving my life. Fuck that Nazi bitch." Just because he wanted his own you know selfish needs to well, get back. I in. mean,
1: yeah, he wants to get back in the seven.
0: Yeah, um, uh, you know, I liked um, all the stuff with Butcher and you know how he made the deal with Gus Fring. I thought that scene was great when he was sitting there talking to him. I know I just called him Gus Fring, but that's what he'll always be to me at this point. The concept. Line. The, the when that happened, when he, he you know he the he yeah. changed his the game plan and they show up and it's just a phone there and you look and it says the concept vault. I was howling <laughs> laughing. So all this shit goes down. Stormfront comes to fuck shit up. Um, you know, she she I actually another scene I want to point out was when they went to go ask Maeve to help them out more. And I, I like that Maeve is getting real depth over the last few episodes. Yep. So you're seeing emotion from her because she's kind of been stoic through the first two seasons, but the last few she's actually had some emotional depth and anger. And
1: like, you see like a depression she went through like yeah. super quick. Like, like like when her when her like her Elena, girlfriend left yeah. her and then you know uh I like there was one particular part where she was where, getting like,
0: ploughed out by two dudes yeah
1: so like <laughs> she's laying in bed she smokes she's smoking a J and she's fucking you know she's fucking like around with two dudes and that fucking bitch walks in <laughs> That shit head. was so and it was she's like, ripping her hair out she's like you're you're a lesbian you have like people the demographic and she looks at him and goes could you just be a fucking person for once and it's like it, it, it was there's, it, there's depth to her it was perfectly encapsulated because i mean if you look at it from a real from a realism standpoint and like Where these guys are They're living in this tower You know They're idolized; They're superheroes And
0: they have to fake it The whole time They know what they're really doing
1: Correct And it's it's just a simple Little thing where like Some people kind of See the light And see what's actually happening Correct And to see that it was made of all people, yeah. you know, and then obviously the big the big thing with me with Maeve was when she showed up to help beat the shit out of Stormfront. Yeah. Um, when Stormfront fucking fucking broke, the, I forget the the chick's neck.
0: Yeah, yeah, the like, Asian was, chick.
1: She she breaks the chick's neck and then she snapped it back. I know. I like, was like, like <laughs> fucking Triple H and Blade Trinity. <laughs> I, I was. Yeah. I mean, that's that's actually a very good point.
0: You know, um, so snapped
1: it back I, and they're beating the shit out of her and then she just takes off, dude. It's it was one of my favorite like series. Like oh, it was dope. Finales. They're
0: all just the mu- the music was dope. They're. Beating beating the shit out of each other. Another scene I love was with um, with just Huey and Starlight in the car talking when you actually got some more depth to Huey about why he is so you know determined to keep these people in his life about his mother, yep. why he likes Billy Joel. I think that's important to his character. I
1: did like that. It was very subtle. It didn't need to be this big grand thing. It was yeah, just in correct. passing. And it meant so much to Huey's character. And it it, it just built her, uh, him in a Starlight's relationship yeah. even more to me because earlier in the season they're singing, um, you know, We Didn't Start the Fire. In the car. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, oh, it's just whatever It's, it's we just, just a Billy Joel song, right. yeah And then you know, Billy Joel is just a reoccurring theme in the so background which is I, nice.
0: I really like that Butcher didn't go through his original plan That he realized he couldn't do that to I, I'm forgetting her name Rebecca. now Rebecca He couldn't do that to Rebecca So, the whole fight happens You know, the car gets blown up by Stormfront um, They get away Homelander shows up um, we actually not even ho- Stormfront's about to kill Rebecca And, you know, you just see Butcher beating the shit out of her Not doing anything to her and um, there was actually uh, before I get to that there's some lines that Stormfront had that were so fucking true the one line she said that is so relevant to right now is everyone agrees what I said but you put Nazi in front of it and they get offended yeah that's so true. Half the people that you see talking now that say shit that is at least quasi racist, if not outright racist, then you call them a Nazi. Oh, that's a can right. call me a Nazi. I was like, well, you <laughs> just said you don't like blacks and Jews. Like, that's why I could say it. So I was like, that's so true, though. Like, it's, it's very, very true. So we get back to it. Butcher's beating the shit out of her. And I had a feeling that it was going to be the boy that ended up – I didn't think Rebecca was making through this episode from the beginning. Her, mm-hmm. She served her purpose, and I said to the landlord before the episode, I was like, the, bo- the boy's going to – look at the boy. Uh, he's um, going to um, kill his mother. I was like, his powers are going to come out, especially when they were hyping up, pretend it's someone you hate. And he saw that uh, Stormfront's killing his mother. And then he fucking does it like a collateral damage. It plays into the whole theme of the very first episode that the superheroes, no matter what they're doing, cause collateral damage. Yep. And you know, I thought that was very well done to see Butcher's reaction. At first, I thought he was going to kill the kid or tried to. Part of me thought he was going to just it was going to he was going to kill the kid because his, he just looked at him and I'm like, oh god. I was like, you could tell his rage, and then he I. D- d- how great Butcher is. He doesn't give a fuck and he's standing between him and the, bo- the boy and Homelander, even though Homelander just fucking killed the shit out of him easily. Yeah. Doesn't give a fuck and then he does his badass shit after Mave comes and blows up Homelander's spot and he just literally walks by and almost rub- bumps his shoulder into Homelander not giving a fuck is why Billy Butcher fucking rules. Yep. So much balls yeah. and not- then you get to the ending with Huey. Oh, yeah, and he goes great. to the congressman and I knew this cut was up to something because she's had such a fucking point. She's been in all these things. I said to the landlord, it was either going to be that bitch or the other woman that's been helping him, Mallory or whatever, that is the one that's doing it. It was like, it makes too much sense. They, they, I thought it was more likely this one because she's been in the show a lot this season but hasn't actually served a purpose other than just like little tiny things. Right, right. And the, every character has a purpose in the show in one way or the other. Every, nothing's by accident. And especially when they're getting a lot of camera time, not just one-off episodes. To show that she's the one blowing up their heads Kills the guy at the collective Which, you know, I, I wish someone would do that to David Muscavige The head of the sci- Scientology Because that's what collective is And then Huey's there and he's just in the lion's den to set up season three. And they end it with only the good die young. What a fucking finale.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. So I was reading a, uh, an interview with the creator of the show. I forget the guy's yes. name. And he said, you know, because the main question was, like, did you plan to kill Rebecca the whole time? And it was like, well, we, you know, we had discussed so many different options. And the only real option was to kill Rebecca because if Rebecca somehow lived, then Butcher loses his his edge. Yeah, the sure, reason, sure. The, the first two seasons, the whole reason he's trying to get Rebecca back. And then, so if Rebecca is alive or, like, even if, like, she's not in the show anymore and she's somewhere else but safe kind of, he still loses his edge. Now that Rebecca's dead, he's still pissed. He's still going to be Butcher the entire time. Um, But the best line from Billy Butcher all season was at the end, he goes, what I, he goes to the kid, what I tell you? Don't be a cunt. Oh, Don't
0: dude, cunt. it's it's just great. It's one of my favorite finales of a, a season in recent memory on any show. Yeah, it's just uh, I I can't wait. We're probably got what like a year and a half, two years before we're gonna get to season three.
2: No, they I hear they're like I think, ready to, re- to I, really get. I, into well, it's it.
0: in pre production, but still, usually it's at least a year, right? At least a year. I, I how long, long, long was it between one and two? It wasn't long at all. It actually, wasn't even a full twelve months. Okay. I worry a little bit about COVID because yeah. every one one crew member, one fucking assistant makeup douchebag who just has to fucking throw out eyeliner gets COVID. The whole fucking production's shut down. <sighs> oh, anyway. Um All right, guys. SNL was this week, all right? It was phenomenal. Um, uh, Bill Burr hosted. First time they've had a, you know... Real comedian. A real... I mean, Kevin Hart's hosted and shit. Well, I'm talking... I'm talking a guy that is just a straight-up motherfucker of a comedian. Doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give any fucks about anything. And Bill Burr... Josh, did you watch Bill Burr's opening monologue? Yeah. He went up there and he did a a seven-minute stand-up set and everyone everything was hunky-dory said some funny things and then he decided to go after white women and said white women hijacked the woke movement it was supposed to be about black people you know things like that and then white women came in with their gucci bags and their prada shoes and said "Eh, i've been wronged and he he said that he called them bitches which people are unhappy about then he said the line like white women stood by men's side with for hundreds of years took that blood money while we were committing atrocities and genocides and now that." They want to act like they're the victim. What a brilliant, brilliant man What a brilliant opening monologue Because the second it happened I, I didn't Everybody. see it live, I saw on Twitter Bill Burr trending, I said, oh fuck, he hosted What did he do? Yeah. And I watched it And I'm like, yeah dude, yeah dude And people are so, some of the replies About Bill Burr People are so mad about it He's not funny, he, he's misogynistic he, he called, it's racist He called black people or quater people <laughs> Because he said, "What?" I don't remember exactly The context was, but he was like, we make the move up north Give them down south. The equator people. It was something like that. It's, it's, like, it, yeah, it was they're like they're warm
1: weather people. Yeah, they're warm weather people. And I remember very vividly. Someone goes to this racist, misogynistic rant on SNL, and then someone just quotes the tweet and puts a picture of Bill Burr's wife, who's black, by the way. Yeah, dude. And like they have, like they have a they have a kid together. Bill Burr was phenomenal on SNL. Even in some of the skits, he was fucking great. Um, he he really. I'm so happy that, uh, like, when I found that he was hosting, that's the last person I, w- I, was, I was expecting to host.
0: They don't get a lot of, like, stand-ups. The last time they had, like, a true stand-up was Louis C.K. And he-
1: <laughs> Or, or even uh, Dave Chappelle, when Dave Chappelle yes, Dave, you know, said true, the thing good, about
0: Trump. Too. But when, when fucking Louie, well, he goes up there and he talks about how pedophilia, it, it must be great because, you know, if you get caught, you're in a lot of trouble. Like the worst kind of trouble. yeah So it must be good. Okay. On <laughs> yo, live TV. Yo, they were so mad. And this one wasn't even bad for Bill Burr. He did exactly what Bill Burr does. He made social observations about things that are happening. And there's a reason white women are attributed to character now because it's an entitlement and it's just absolutely white women have been hijacking the woke movement and saying that's racist and this is racist and this is homophobic and I know better because as a white woman I know what it's like to be black and as a white woman I know what it's like to be a gay woman like no you don't you're a white woman you're privileged shut the fuck up And Bill Burr killed it, and being offended by that, maybe you should stick to your bullshit. If you knew Bill Burr was hosting SNL, and you knew he wasn't funny, and you knew he was misogynistic, maybe you shouldn't have watched the fucking episode, asshole. If you read some of these replies to Bill Burr, what painfully dull and unfunny people exist that think their voice matters, your voice doesn't matter, you don't matter, you're irrelevant... Your woke movement is fine in some ways, but you thinking that you know all the answers, you don't even know the questions. Shut the fuck up, Taylor. I'm shutting up? No, you're not
1: paying attention. No, I'm actually re- – I'm, I'm trying to read this article real quick because it says the 52-year-old stand-up comedian began his monologue by addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, appreciating those who wore face coverings and joking about those who refuse. And then you know, it goes into, I like people who wear masks. It's good. And then if you don't wear a mask, it doesn't bug me either take out your grandparents you know take, <laughs> take out your weak cousin with asthma i don't care there's too many people it's a dream come true <laughs> that, yeah. I, but you know it's so like he like, like i said it was just brilliant because he knew he was going to get a response from these fucking people he idiots. knew
0: exactly what he was doing he didn't go up there and then he didn't come out like i can't so, believe people were offended so he he the knew thing. What and, he but was the doing. thing he's been making jokes like that like my favorite bill
1: burbit of all time is when he when he was making fun of oprah when when uh, and uh, you know she does the most difficult job on the planet she's a mother oprah's not even mother how the fuck she yeah true And then she goes Yeah I, all those mothers Living off the grid Just bending over At the waist Putting DVDs In the DVD players Oh it's so bad Those mothers breathing in all that coal dust Like Bill, Bill Burr's been making he's, Jokes like that And observations His entire career And it, he's, he, he's Stuck true to himself The entire time He's He's been a little more Woke the
0: last couple of years well, Which yeah. is fine I mean listen, listen It's also part of Growing up well, listen, I mean, people He's got a black grow up, wife and... well, the, well, What does that mean He just ha- he has a black no, wife No but I mean I think it, it does make a difference 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 to the people that he was hanging out with i will say because i can say i can name a couple people here that he stopped associating with because of their views and their their conversations people that he used to spend a lot of time with and those people now say that he's a social justice warrior which is not bill burr
1: he's not a social justice warrior he's evolved he's evolved he's just he's again listen again i don't know but i'm sure uh when when the time comes for it but like I'm sure. Like when you have a kid, you you start to re- you start to reevaluate certain things and how you act and your thing, especially how he lives a public life, especially yeah, sure. especially in a in a profession where he, he, all you do is talk. Yeah, you say the your wrong job
0: is to observe and uh, point out observations and make them relevant.
1: And if you say the wrong thing, you you know you're going to get castrated. You're going to get hung out the dry by sure, everybody. sure. You know what I mean? And then, but then people get pissed when it's like, oh well, you know, comedians just say it's a joke, so like you shouldn't take it seriously. Because it's, because it's literally that simple. Yeah. People, people try to get too cute about it when it's like, well, the, the subtext.
0: Well, they like this woke comedy now where. Dude,
1: have you ever listened to woke comedy? Oh, it's, God. It's, that, it's unlistenable. That, um,
0: that Hannah um, Gad, whatever her name is, that British bitch where it was like, it was crazy popular on Netflix. And half of, one of her routines. And listen, if you like this, great. If it, you know, it's very popular. It was nominated for all kinds of awards. She spends 10 minutes talking about the time she was raped I'm sorry that's not comedy Like I, I, I get like what She's trying to do and it does ha- It obviously has it's demographic sure. We don't get that popular That is not comedy It's comedic spoken word And it has its place. If that's what you're into, great. If you're not into Bill Burr, great. If you're into whatever the fuck you're into, if you like Gallagher, go fucking get some watermelon and fucking sit on it because you're a fucking dolt. And first of all,
1: and it's not even me. and like that particular stand-up special, again, not my thing. No, no, no. it's not even saying women aren't funny because... No, of course not. There's Nikki Glaser, uh, Eliza Schissinger... No, because people who sit there and say that like, oh, you know, like this, like, you know, simps who can't be like women can't be funny have never actually watched a full Taylor Tomlinson set. Uh, It's fucking uh, phenomenal. you can say
0: women are not funny. You don't know stand up comedian because one of the five greatest stand up comedians of all time is a woman by the name of Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, fucking phenomenal. So, I, I got into a bit of a it wasn't even an argument, it was a discussion on um uh, Fudge's Facebook the other day. They were talking about the Bill Burr stuff, and Finn Annoyed me a little bit. And this I feel bad making this an argument, but I saw it and I was like, you can't say that. And it's I love Bill Burr. But he called Bill Burr one of the five greatest stand-up comedians of all time. No,
1: not yet. Uh, I, it's I, not yet. Not yet, yet is I, the key I, word. I would say not yet. He's very much he's on in the. Way. He's probably... 15 to 20 range I would say There's a lot of people That are better than him But as far as In today's world The only, he's person, top. That's, the only person That's better him right now Is Dave Chappelle I would
0: saying. agree with that completely If the you're only talking the, the, the five greatest comedians Of all time You have to pass Richard Pryor George Carlin Lenny Bruce Lenny Bruce Dave Chappelle, um, Mitch Hedberg, Rodney Dangerfield, um, uh, Chris Rock, five, there, five five is a weird one because Red one, Fox, Red Fox, do Joan Rivers, uh, Don Rickles, uh, Don Rickles, Sam Kinison. Uh, think, think about the list that uh, goes Fo- on, Fo- and on. Foster Brooks, Th- even if you don't like him, there's no denying Jerry Seinfeld is one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time. He's one of the most successful it, without it, question. It, it, yeah. I, I love Seinfeld. I hate his stand-up. I hate his stand-up. I hate his, stand-up I, I, his stand-up doesn't won't make me laugh for a fucking. Second, um, I would you know if you're arguing success and impact on comedy, no matter what you think about him, Louis C.K. is probably above Bill Burr overall because of his For overall sure. impact. Well, also, but Bill well, Burr is no doubt one of the two or three best working
1: stand-up comedians. So, I, I would say if you go again, obviously there's so many different criteria you could judge who is the best. I think without a doubt, one, two uh, is Prior Carwin. S- what, what, flip what, them which, however you want. Which and then Chappelle is clear-cut I, number I three. Think,
0: I think Chappelle being three is more than fair at this point. And
1: then like. Like me, I would personally again, and I would go Mitch Hedberg, Dan Lenny Bruce. I just, I, just because Mitch Hedberg is it, it's not these long drawn out bits, it's just no, a it's just thinking, liners. yeah. It's it's, and, it's and, and I would, me personally, I would put Artie Lang over all those guys. Well, no, I would put Artie Lang in a top 10, but I uh, like 10.
0: It, it's that's a hard one. Um, I love Artie stand up, don't get me wrong. I mean, Norm, Norm McDonald, one of the most fucking brilliant guys there's been. I mean, there's I mean, it, Den- Dennis Miller was really good, Dennis Miller, Dennis Leary, was Dennis Leary really good. was insanely Successful. Yeah. There, there's a lot of them out there. There's fucking people. A um, uh, Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks, dude, a massively successful, yeah. influential, popular comedian. There, there's no two ways around it. Dave Attell, Dave, there, Dave, Dave Attell Dave is Attell. a top ten guy for me. Dave Attell is so fucking funny, man. And that whole bumping mics
1: thing was so brilliant. Funny. There,
0: there's just there, it's so hard to break into that top five all time. It's longevity. It's evolving. I mean, there's a reason Dave Chappelle went from you know post Chappelle show he was probably a top top twenty five all time guy uh when Chappelle show ended and to come back and do what he's doing now with maybe the most brilliant work of his career eh, that's what brought him into that top three for me yeah but all right let's see what we got now um uh, what do, okay let's talk uh, baseball guys um Josh yep. New York Yankees thoughts yep. uh so <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Long pause. Followed you want a, by a you sigh. Wanna, wanna dart for this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell yeah!
0: Hell yeah! Team, are we, we going to do a team dart? I'll light it right in front of you, right, right behind the
1: laptop. Yeah, right behind the laptop, by the the Walking Dead head. Yes, the I'd I'd
0: like some deadhead. Yeah. <laughs> Why, dude, I was about to go <laughs> like this. i have a cigarette. Stupid Josh. asshole. <laughs> Stupid. Imagine, I threw, you, imagine you burned your beard That off. would be nice. I, I fucking do a reverse Hitler, and I just shave the middle of my mustache. <laughs> all right, so Josh. Imagine you all right, just a so, fucking soul
1: patch.
2: Listen. <sighs> You guys know me. You know that I'm not like uh, the Yankees must win a championship. Sure, sure. You know, h- X amount of years. No, no, he,
0: he's not. He no, is. Your all belief?
2: I want is, listen, you can't be the New York Yankees and go 11 years. Without a pennant. Without a fucking pennant. Without a World Series appearance. Like, I ah, fuck, I don't care. Make it to the World Series. Get swept out. It is what it is. Touchdown Tannehill. You Tanael. have to be fuck. the best team in the fucking American League at least once a decade. At least once a decade. Uh, I
0: understand that sentiment. I, I, If I were a Yankees fan, I'd probably have the same weight. I'm cool with being the best team in the National League once every 20 years. <laughs> you know,
2: it, if, you're, if you're in the playoffs every fucking year, every fucking year, you're probably one of the only teams in the playoffs every fucking year.
0: And you can't and get to a, World, get series to a once.
2: World Series once. I mean, what did they miss the playoffs twice? Twice in that they last missed decade?
0: it. Um, they they missed it once with Girardi, uh-huh. and they made it every time with Boone. So they only missed it once. And so two- so out of. From 2010 to
2: 2020, you missed the playoffs once. You can't yeah. get to the World Series once. In
0: yeah,
2: in nine years,
0: and it's been a mul- multitude of issues. At times, it's been the pitching, but over the last few years, in the current, um, you know, what do they call them? The what they were calling them the Baby Bombers a few years ago. The Baby yeah, well, Bombers era. The, it's been the bats so, that so, have cost them. So that's
1: what I was going to say. I looking at that year where they weren't supposed to make it to the ALCS, and then they put up a valiant They effort, put it, made it to Game Seven, and they made it to Game Seven when they clearly shouldn't have been there. Again, everybody was super young. They didn't think. They, everyone wrote the yankees judges off. rookie year yeah it's just one of those things where it, it, it's ter- again it's terrible to say it like this but i think that actually cursed these guys because now you had these high expectations i mean judge has been hurt and it sucks and he has the injury bug sanchez we all know is kind of you know it, it really done, hasn't been you know, that great
2: if you if you look at the yankees the classic yankees teams the yankees teams that have won the world series that have made there were the dynasties series, yeah dynasties you've always got you've got a You've got a, uh, a manager that knows the game, that lives and fucking breathes the game. Eats he had, it, yeah. You had one, he knows Girardi. The f- you fucking you, had him already. You've got a guy somewhere in your lineup that fucking lights a fire under everybody else. You've got Reggie Jackson. You've got fucking Paul O'Neill. Bernie Williams. You've got Bernie Derek. Williams. Derek. You've got Derek Jeter. You've got all these you notice guys. Notice you left out
0: A Rod? Listen.
1: Well, A-Rod, was, A-Rod was only a fire starter. But you, but you, the fucking but Red you had
0: you had, on, on that specifically '90s Dynasty. You had Bernie yeah. Jeter, Posada, yeah. Pettit, Mariano. Then you had uh, guys like Paul O'Neill. You had all, you had uh, Johnny Damon in 09, who was the real fire plug there. You had Nick Swisher, who was the energy of the team. The Yankees don't have that right that's, now.
2: That's why I said in the text to you guys the other day. You know, like we know they're not going to do it, but try to try to get Diddy back. Didi was the heart and soul of that fucking. Matchup. Yeah, I said that. But to be fair. that
0: was going to be a big mistake if but, they didn't sign. But to him. be fair, they didn't win with Didi either. They didn't make it to a World Series with Didi, so you're going to try and fix a problem with a guy that it wasn't wasn't fixing the problem when he was here, right. and he's older. And they believe I don't think Labor Torres is a long term shortstop. Great bat, but I don't think he could play the position. No,
1: he had that big flash in the pan last postseason. Yeah, he's he looked a, great, but it's just it. Sometimes it's one of those things the bright lights in New York sometimes get to you. And, I, and he's a young guy too. Yeah. You know and I think I mean? this
0: year you saw that he he was taking his defensive struggles to the plate, which is the worst thing you could happen, and that's probably what happened to Gary Sanchez as well. So talking about the series, the, this series was lost in Game 2 when they made that horrific decision – to remove debbie garcia Mm -hmm. after one inning where he wasn't great he wasn't bad he was fine he gave up one run uh and then they put in J. A. happ who post game was clear that he wasn't down for this he wasn't down for it when they did it to him last year and put him in the sixth inning of a game six um and it blew up in their face they tried playing raised baseball with the tampa bay rays who are unbelievable at what they do
2: you know i get it garcia is a young guy he gives up. uh, one run in the first I inning. think they were
0: going to do it even if he hadn't uh, if he it, I bet you they would have done it if he had an immaculate inning. If he yeah. struck out the side on 9 pitches, they were going to do that anyway. Jay hap was warming up before the first pitch was even thrown. Well, was, but like but that, that, but that was that that's was that was well, that was my question about that. Like do you think that was already a
1: predetermined decision? Yeah, I think it was before? set.
2: That's my point about the stupid fucking analytics versus having a guy who just knows the game. You have that offensive fucking performance in game 1 and you don't think to just say, "Yo, let's fucking ride that." Dude,
0: you're the Yankees. Why, Why are you trying to play fucking analytical ball? With the biggest analytics team there is. What their plan was was once Devi got through that first inning as a righty, they were going to put Jay Happ in, and they were trying to th- they were trying to get into the heads of Kevin Cash that he would then flip his lineup to be righty heavy rather than lefty heavy. And he just sat back and said, "All right, let's see what you got." And they lit up Jay Happ. And then we get to games game 5 um and the Obscene decision to pinch hit for Higashioka, who he's not the best bat, but he's been a clutch bat. He's had very good at bats and he makes contact with it. And they don't even pinch hit with Gary Sanchez, who say what you will about him at the plate this year. He batted 150, did have 10 home runs. He is way more likely to run into a fastball and drive it over the wall than Mike Ford is. Mike Ford hasn't had a hit since August. And you pinch hit with Mike That's Ford, with Mike Ford, to then put in Gary Sanchez defensively, who you haven't been playing because of his defense defense to catch a Chapman one of the most wild relievers in baseball and what does he do and also you put a Chapman in the seventh inning I didn't have the biggest issue with that I did not love it because of the fact that he is a a, a flamethrower and they tend to get gassed out pretty quickly and leave him hanging and he gives up the home run and it was a little poetic justice because this is the dude that he threw at the head of earlier in the season and got a suspension for so I did have a little bit of enjoyment in that because I I don't mind beaming guys if you feel like you got to prove a point you don't throw at someone's fucking head you hit him in the fucking ribs or the hip and he be, he went head hunting. Um you know the the Yankees are, are in a really weird place. I, I you know how Steinbrenner was on on, on Michael K show today and I listened to that because it's you know the only time I try to listen to Michael K when they have decent guests on. Um and he said, uh, I certainly think Aaron Boone will be our manager next year. And I, I can't say they're wrong because all they're going to do is bring in another guy to do what Aaron Boone does. And that is listen to the, the puppets upstairs. And as Bart Scott calls them, the geek squad, the guys with their binders <laughs> telling them what the fucking best, the best uh, play is based on each individual batter and each individual pitcher. And I, literally, you're going to fire Aaron Boone. And then you, who are you going to bring in? You're going to bring in another guy that is going to do the same thing. Someone's going to bark orders. My first thought was if they fired Aaron Boone, what they do is, Hire Carlos Beltron and he's gonna win 115 games in a World Series because that would happen in the Mets. But it's just I, I. I will never, this is maybe the most painful Yankees postseason loss I can think of because of the fact that they did it to themselves. Yeah. It, it just was inexcusable. You get this great performance from Garrett Cole to get it in game four to get it to a game five. You know, I, I think um, I think the ship has sailed on Tanaka being a, a, what you can call a big game pitcher now. You know, I, I'm willing to chalk up the Cleveland one to the weather. That's fine, but he, he lost his fastball. He's only throwing 91 now he came up throwing 96 to 99 Mm -hmm. um and when you do that it takes away your secondary pitches he he japanese pitchers there's only one i've seen in recent memory that got better years later and that's been you darvish over the last year or so but he's he's a free agent are you going to resign him i don't think the yankees are going to spend this year because you know only i was saying only one owner in baseball didn't lose money this year Do you know who that is steve cohen (laughs) The Yankees are looking at losing $400 million in revenue this season. And at the end of the day, the Steinbrenners are the only owners in baseball that their only source of income is the Yankees. Right. So, so th- I didn't know that like, the Yankees is clearly... That's that's, that's, that's all they own is is the Yankees. That's, that's it. That's their cash cow. And it's a cash so fucking how, so juggernaut. How, how the
1: fuck did Steinbrenner get the money to even buy him back? Well, he that? used... He was an oil guy. He was an oil, was an oil guy. guy. Yeah, okay. he was
0: an oil guy. That's why you see so, Yankee so he was propane like Jerry- and shit. So he, was, so he was like Jerry Jones? <laughs> yeah, very very uh, similar. I think, I think it's oil. He's, he was in some type of industry like that. So... You're, you're talking about like other teams are – every team's going to be taking a loss this year except, you know, the Mets technically because Cohen's coming in with no – he's not – wasn't expecting the <laughs> well, Mets income.
1: Well, I mean, he's going to spend just to right the ship kind sure, of sure. anything,
0: but um, – I. I do, you know, they're not going to go after JT Ramuto when he's looking for two hundred million dollars. I don't That's think he's going to get much. that. Regardless, he's probably looking at one hundred fifty to one hundred eighty million dollars. You know, a Trevor Bauer maybe because he's going to look for one year to one to two years. Well, at like twon-
1: Trevor already said he's looking for short term deals. Yeah, he he's gets wants much one to two years, which
0: is a brilliant play on his part. He was
1: the
2: chairman and CEO of a, uh, the American Shipbuilding Company. That's okay, all right.
0: So uh, all you know, the, they're, they're going to if they want to improve their pitching, they're going to have to look at guys like Tijuan Walker, who was had a two point seven ERA, but the. peripheral Stats show that a lot of that was getting very lucky on where the ball was hit. I, I they're going have. I think what they're really gonna do. I think. Um, I think Luke voigt has gone. I think that they're going to re-sign DJ LeMahieu and put him at first base. Um, I, I think Voit they, they can actually get something for because Voit you have to as great as he was this year there's injury concerns. It's been multiple years now where he's hurt. Yeah. Um, you know he they could probably get something back for him that they need. They can get another position player. I think they see if they're going to re-sign DJ LeMahieu to afford a potentially six-year contract. He's not going to be able to play every single position in the infield forever. And first base is where he projects out long-term. And right. you would take his his production in any position, but you would especially take it at first base. Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. If I can get something for Luke Voigt, position player, second baseman, I would do that. I still think there's a strong chance Clint Frazier gets traded. Or, uh, Anduhar, they're going to be looking at getting creative by to improve the team, and it's going to require trading some of these players. That could yeah. be Voigt, that could be Anduhar, that could be Frazier, um, you know, some of their pitching prospects. I think pitching-wise, they're going to mostly go with their pitching prospects next yeah.
2: year. You know, I-, I wouldn't be so against trading Frazier. You know, he's got a lot of value there. You know, you I think Gardner has an option or... Uh, or something. Yeah, he's you know, an option, you, but you know, uh, Brett showed this year that he still got it in the field.
0: Yeah, you know, and he played really well down the stretch into the postseason. Yeah, you know, you 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 stick him, you stick him in the nine hole. He's your fourth or fifth outfielder. Yeah, he's what you want. I mean, catching. I think the Gary Sanchez experiment's over. He's like a good rotational player every. Four yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? With, with the injuries, you got it. You got to rotate
2: Hex out. You got to rotate Judge out. Actually, sure. I think, that, I think that Stanton and Judge, if you if you if you take Stanton and Judge and split their time at DH and in the field, and then also give of them off days by rotating guardian. Sure, you know. I like got- what you
0: said about Judge not catching that home run. You are like you are fucking 6'8". You eight can't catch it. He <laughs> yeah. jumped up and just hit his head on the fucking wall. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting off season overall. That pissed me
2: off because Gardner made the exact same catch on the fucking opposite side of the field.
0: <laughs> Dude, he literally he double doinked. <laughs> he double doinked. Um, and now, just uh, really quick to pivot into the world of baseball again. Uh, baseball had another tremendous loss in the sport um, with the passing of. Arguably, and I would say uh, definitively the greatest second baseman of all time in Joe Morgan. Um, You know, if you ever want to see some wild highlights, look up Joe Morgan, two-time MVP. Uh, I think he's a three-time World Series champion. Uh, He's the only player ever to have a season of 50 extra base hits, 50 stolen bases, and 50 walks in a season. No other player has ever done that. And there's been over 19,000 players in Major League history. That's uh, that's a ridiculous. He was one of the greatest commentators ever. Like, to me, my my base. commentary team on television outside of SNY was Joe Morgan and John Miller on Sunday night baseball on ESPN. They were tremendous. Uh, Part of the great big red machine in Cincinnati. Um, just a tremendous player, tremendous human being. Just a, uh, uh, seriously, the greatest second baseman there's ever been. Yeah. Just so rest in power to um, Joe Morgan. All right, guys, you want to do some football and then we'll wrap this some bitch up. Sure. All right, we still have a game going on right now um, due to the Titans being cunts. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, exactly. it, listen, there's a cool thing. We got three nights of football, which is nice. Um, so last week, dude,
1: I, I, I was looking forward to Denver at five o'clock on Monday.
0: Yeah, but you know, now everything's uh-huh. all fucked up. Dolphin schedule got fucked up too. So, this past week was very interesting uh, as far as they went. Hold on, I got to find where I wrote our actual picks. Uh, So. Taylor had the best week at eleven and two. I went ten and three. Josh went nine and four. Well, so is this Bills Titans game count or no? yes, it does count. It's to this week. It's okay. to this past week. It's part of this week. Um, so that would bring um, us uh, Taylor and I to a virtual, t- an actual tie at fifty two twenty three and one to pull in with two within two games of Josh at fifty four and twenty one and one. Um, Josh is doing the best impression possible of his team to build up a big lead to then squander it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're in the second. Quarter, so you got two. I got two and a half left. Um, So we'll get right into it. The first game I have in my docket here, Taylor, is the game they're making up from this past week. Your Denver Broncos at the New England Patriots. Patriots are seven and a half point favorites on the road. Taylor, take it away. Or, sorry, the Patriots are at home. The Broncos are seven and a half point underdogs on the road.
1: Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure they're going to have Cam Newton back for this game and Stephon Gilmore. Um, So, basically, the two best players on the team that that weren't going to play last week are going to play this week. And
0: it's only seven and a half points now. Once it's confirmed that they're back, that's going to jump up to, like, nine and a half, ten and a half, probably. Yeah, because
1: they moved them to this Sunday. They have a whole other week of preparation.
0: Fucking great. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Fucking stupid bullshit. Fucking
1: cunt. Fucking assholes. So fucking stupid. The one time Jason Stidham was going to fucking start against the. Broncos, we have a chance. We have a fucking chance. And then, nope, everyone's got COVID. Fuck off, right? Yeah, I would say if we, it was it, confirmed man. those
0: two guys weren't playing, I probably still would pick the Patriots. But um, just because, you know, their defense is Belichick's just a master, well, especially be- against, you know, young quarterbacks.
1: Well, because on top of that, so there's a very good possibility Drew's back this week. There's a very good possibility AJ is back this week. So you're, you're getting some help back on defense sure, and possibly sure. your, your quote unquote franchise quarterback. Um, but even with all that going on and Belichick being Belichick, and it is home and new england um even though home field isn't really still isn't really a thing sure uh give me the patriots and, and but they're not going to cover seven and a half points no shot
0: all right yeah i'm also taking the patriots um i just can't see denver pulling this one out they got by on the skin of their teeth against a, a really really bad jets team yep. a very gutsy performance but a, a skin of their teeth nonetheless so give me the pats at home josh <laughs> nice alright uh, next game the Houston Texans coming off their first win of the season making Romeo Cornell not only the oldest coach in NFL history but the oldest coach to win a game in NFL history at age 72 uh, he was uh, I think just a couple I think he was like a year older than George Hallis when he won his last game okay. um, beating uh, who they beat, uh, Jacksonville uh, at the Tennessee Titans who are playing right now against the Buffalo Bills uh, divisional game obviously Houston is thinking that they still have a chance to make a run in this which is crazy when you start 0-4 it's not really possible. Uh, It's never happened in NFL history, in fact. Um, You know, Titans, uh, they're playing really well against Buffalo right now, up 21-10 as we speak. Uh, The the Titans just match up much better with them. Houston doesn't really have a lot of firepower. They played a close game, a closer game than it should have been with a team like Jacksonville, which is one of the worst teams in the league. You know, Deshaun had a good game, but he still threw two picks. Now he's playing a pretty hungry Titans team that is a very well-rested Titans team. Uh, Give me the Titans. Give me the points.
1: Yeah, give me the Titans. Give me the points and look for Deshaun like, he's been all season running for his fucking life from Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, Clowning.
0: yeah. Um, Josh? Uh, yeah, Titans. Okay. Um, next game, uh, the Cleveland Browns, the surprising Cleveland Browns at 4-1. and one, Four straight games at 30-plus points. Uh, running the ball. Kevin Stefanski's doing a phenomenal job with that offense. Defense playing pretty well. Miles Garrett, to me right now, is the frontrunner for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, obviously, between him and Aaron Donald. At the 4-0, f- um, and oh, uh, or 4-0? Yeah, 4 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. 4-0. Um cuz they had the they had the week off against the Titans. 4 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Crazy to think that the Steelers are 4 and 0 for the first time since 1979. Ridiculous. That in all those years of their consistency and being in the playoffs it hasn't happened since then. Uh, coming off a win that was a lot closer than we thought it would be against the Phil. I thought it would be, I, I did say last week I thought it'd be close against the Eagles but they'd edge it out. Yeah, but there, um, there were a couple big plays, kind of broken coverages yeah. and like that
1: CJ sure. that, that uh, CJ Sanders whatever the fuck sure.
0: his name is for um, a touchdown. So so the, the Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, Taylor, what do you think? Who's playing again? Uh, the Browns at the Steelers. Oh, that's a fucking hard one. That's a great game. So, When's the last time a Browns and Steelers game mattered? And I think it's like the last time the Browns were in the playoffs when uh, they played the Steelers,
1: which was 2002, I think? I will, no, I was going to say when Cleveland, like Derek Anderson
0: had that one year where he was awesome. Yeah, guys guess to 10-6 in 2007. Yeah, yeah, so
1: like that was close. Um, I would say... Uh, give me the Browns. Give me the Browns, and give me the points as well. Yeah, Steelers um,
0: three-and-a-half-point favorite. Now,
1: here's the thing, though, because the Steelers have the best, uh, again, the best pass rush in the entire league. Yeah. TJ Watt is a fucking animal on the edge. Um, and then Chase Claypool had a fucking game. Three to, receiving touchdowns and one another rushing. rushing yeah, he had four fucking touchdowns that game. For it a second-round pick, man, the Steelers know where to pick him. It was absolutely ridiculous. But... That Cleveland defense is good enough to at least hinder that performance, and Miles Garrett is going to get to Ben Roethlisberger for sure. Who um, is
0: having tr- he's he's very efficient right now. He's having trouble throwing the deep ball right now.
1: Yeah, it's he's not as accurate down the no. field for some reason. Unless there's no one without within ten yards of his receiver. Correct. Um, but yeah, give me the Browns, give me the points because the Browns have really impressed me. Josh, uh,
2: I am going to take the Steelers here. Extra week off. Uh, they're at home uh i'm still not sold on baker mayfield i do like how they're running the ball but uh if if the game is in baker mayfield's hands the steelers defense is going to get to him
0: all right um that's a great point but i'm also going to take the cleveland browns um i think that this team knows that this is a statement game for them you know this is for to to keep pace with uh to to stay right there with both the steelers and the ravens obviously um uh I, the Steelers defense has been great, but they've had some games where they played teams that are not very good, and they were in positions to lose. You know, they, Who is this? They, uh, the, Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. The Steelers I'm, I'm talking effects. about. Um, they played a very close game with, uh, no offense, a poor Denver team. They played played a close game with a very poor New York Giants team. They played a close game with a very poor Philadelphia Eagles team. Now, what about a team that clearly has the ability to pour it on? Where they can control the clock. They could get to the quarterback. They can make big plays in their passing game. Now, obviously, the fear is Baker turning it over because he is a gunslinger, which is something I like in a quarterback at times. I think that has its, its value, but it also has its hindrance. But in this game... Where I think it's the first time they're going. The Steelers are going to be truly tested this season with a team that can go tit for tat with them. That can continue. You know, if you can run the ball against the Steelers, you will negate that pass rush to an extent, and that's Perfect. the big important thing. Well, because, so my. But big, this is a great game. So, I'm so excited for so this game. My big thing is that obviously, if you establish
1: a run in any capacity, if you're running, th- uh, you know, three point nine or four point four yards a carry, which is on the high end yeah. of the spectrum, then obviously, again, you're going to you're going to negate the pass rush. I mean, TJ Watt is very good in coverage on the flat side, but as far as he, he, his skill set is. Is best suited to the pass rush.
0: Yeah, their linebackers aren't there for coverage. they get to the quarterback. And if
1: there's one thing that the Browns have done really well this year besides run the ball is a play-action boot to the left. Yep. Like, Baker has, for being a guy that's like 5'2 on a good fucking day, yeah. he can throw the ball 60 fucking yards. Oh, he Old, can sling it. Odell Beckham is all the way back. Jarvis Landry had a great game last week, even without a touchdown catch. Austin Hooper,
0: everyone's getting him involved. Yeah. Everyone's
1: getting involved. Austin, Ho- Austin Hooper, T. Higgins, there's so many their weapons. Their offensive line looks great. Uh, Jedrick Willis looks like the real deal at right yeah. Yeah. tackle. Um, I'm, just, I am very
0: excited for this game.
1: It's the only thing that scares me is the interior line yeah. of the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cleveland Browns. It's the only thing that scares run me. Run the
0: ball down the and, and
1: don't run it and don't throw
0: it at Mika Fitzpatrick.
1: Whatever No, do. don't
0: do that. Don't do it. Uh, next game, the Baltimore Ravens coming off a 27-3 win. Um, more or less a shutout. It was a garbage-time field goal yeah, um, against the Philadelphia Eagles um, who put up a spirited effort against the Steelers but came up short as is all in the NFC least. Uh, the Ravens are 7 and a half point favorites on the road um yeah i you know lamar's beat up right now he it was the first game in his career that he didn't have more than three rushing attempts and only two ru- designed rushes uh, his knee is beat up you can kind of see it but that defense is so goddamn good and that defense is gonna fucking destroy carson wentz uh give me the fucking ravens and give me the points um
1: you you know what I, i'm i'm gonna i gotta take a chance here i'm gonna take the eagles and the big reason is because the Eagles have shown a lot of fight and a lot they of spirit certainly against have. everybody. And the thing is, I don't know what it is. The last two weeks, Baltimore— Well, it's Lamar looked, being hurt. I understand that. But outside of Lamar being hurt, the Baltimore Ravens look sloppy on defense. They look sloppy on offense. I don't
0: think they look sloppy they, on defense. They, they, they look sloppy on 27 defense. 27-3. Yeah. Seven sacks on Burrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a good. Oh, against the Bengals? Yeah, but still, oh, their defense— what, Dude, their yeah, defense, great. Their defense is, give, is the number three defense in the league I, right listen, now. Listen, I— Their under- offense is sloppy no, right now. I, I agree. I
1: understand that. But you got to look at the last two weeks. was against the Washington football team and sure. the Cincinnati Bengals. It's, I understand you you gotta Dave, beat the, the same guys amount in, of wins as the Eagles. You gotta beat the guys <laughs> in front of you. I understand sure, sure. that. But like it just seems to me that that like there's gonna be a time when the the, the, the Ravens are gonna implode against a team uh, that's far less superior than they are. It's and, possible. I, and and I think the way that the Eagles have been fighting the last two weeks, I think that this is a particular game where they just eke out like a last second field goal. I, I don't think upset. it's
0: crazy. I don't think it's I still think the Eagles are gonna win in the division, honestly. Um mm, I, I don't think it's crazy. Now that Dak's gone for the year, yeah. It's entirely possible. I mean, the division sucks. Uh, Josh? Uh, Ravens, yeah, you know, because even if even if
2: Lamar gets hurt and has to come out, you got RG three there. Shut up, put your jersey on <laughs> and he's, shut the fuck he had, up. He's had,
0: he's
1: had one throw all season, and it's a fucking interception.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, next game, uh, Dumpster Fire Bowl, uh, the Washington football team at the New York football team. Uh, the New York football team are three point favorites at home, despite not having a win this year. I'm talking about the the blue New York football team, not the green one, not the green one. Okay. Um, you know, the the Giants have um, they put up a, another really good. Effort against the Cowboys, um, but Daniel Jones sucks. He he stinks. He right now he stinks. I'm not saying the the book is out on him, the jury's out on him. Right now he is not playing well. He hasn't thrown an interception since or touchdown since week one. He's thrown an interception every one. Um, he's still <laughs> yeah. f- you know even the fumble this week. I saw that fumble and I'm like, all right, that one was a great no, play. That, that, that's 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 not like a silly fumble. No.
1: That's anyone any quarterback. Yeah, that's a, it a great like play. That.
0: But that's the problem fumble. is when you fumbled it as much as he has, you don't get the benefit of the doubt right. anymore because. Well, it could have been a, 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 a dumb play, and he would have fumbled it anyway. That's so, the book is the book's written on him with the so, fumbles.
1: Here's the thing with the Giants last week, specifically uh, again against Dallas, minute fifty-two, two timeouts, and you got Daniel Jones. And he coming in couldn't the,
0: get in the field goal range. Giants blew that game. He couldn't get in the field goal range. You're a first round pick. You're a number eight overall pick in that position. After they just had this. So the cowboys Dude, they traded had to, up to get them. didn't they, they? They traded up? No, they did not trade up to I thought get they No, they were number eight because oh, they've been horrible. They have the worst record in the league in the last five years. 12-43. Uh, yeah. Um, since the boat game. Uh, oh, yes. It's boat it's since that game. fucking yeah. boat. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the football team w- w- is ass. Um, it was yeah. great to see Alex Smith back out here. I don't care if he doesn't play another down this year. Give him comeback of player of the year. Just just sensational to see him back out there. Truly inspiring. It's
1: just not, not fair to come back against Aaron fucking Donald. No, and
0: I was... I was I, I sacked six I, times. It, it hurt me watching him play because I was so scared I that was it was going to happen again when Aaron Donald was on his back and he was running with it. And Aaron Donald's like, that boy's leg's strong, he said <laughs> yeah. after. Um... Give me the Giants. I like what I like the effort I'm seeing from Joe Judge with his team. Uh, you know, they only really gotten fucked up bad in that one game against the 49ers. Right. Um, I'm seeing a lot of the the, the, um, the fight from his team that I saw from Brian Flores with the Dolphins last year where you're starting to see some growth. They're, they're losing close games, and eventually when you lose those close games, you start to learn how to win those close games every so often. Yeah. Um, you know, the Dolphins had a game like that. They actually had a game last year against a football team where— they could have won it. They 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 benched Josh Rosen, put Fitzpatrick in. He had a chance. They had a chance to tie it, and Flores decided to go for the two point conversion and the win. Yeah, 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 I had right. no issue with that. I no, liked in that not? situation because well, it's a lost season. Yeah. Why, fuck it. Why uh, not? Yeah, yeah. Play for it. Um, wow. uh, but in this game, uh, the Giants' defense, besides this past week. Has played pretty damn well. They were the fourth-ranked defense coming into the game. Not last bad, year. man. Uh, you got Logan Ryan and Be- Bradbury playing really well. They don't really have a pass rush. Um, Dexter Lawrence is actually playing very, very well right now, though. Um, and the, the, unfortunately, the football team just doesn't really have anything going for it. Um, but um, I'm going to take the Giants. Not com- confidently. This game sucks.
1: This is a hard one. I, like I want to flip a coin, and like I know it's going to bite me in the ass. So let me just go with the team that looked the best last week, and give me the Giants. Um, I mean, granted. That Dallas Cowboys defense is awful. Horrific. And uh, I... Depending on who starts for the football team will make me regret my decision. Kyle Allen looked okay last week, but he got pulled because he, he threw a couple bad. Interceptions. No, he got yeah
0: pulled because he got fucked up. Oh, he got hurt. he got concussed pretty bad. Oh, I, I, yeah, I yeah must he have took missed that he part. took a big hit. But uh, you know,
1: if like so, then if Alex Smith obviously, I'll be rooting for Alex Smith. I'm going to
0: root for Alex Smith every game this year. I just
1: don't think that I just think the football team is bad yeah, enough. I, I, if, I, if Dwayne Haskins was starting, I would probably pick them for like a sheer whim, but uh, I'm just going to take the Giants because I think they're just overall a better team.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I wish I could root for, well, I mean, I'm going to root for him to do well, but I wish I could root for Alex Smith to win this game. I don't think they can.
0: I don't even um, know if he's starting, to be honest. I, I think it's Kyle Allen. Yeah, but Kyle
2: Allen is concussed. Like, I don't as know as if it was how
0: severe of a concussion. Right. They just didn't want to put him back in the game. But Ron Rivera said Kyle Allen's our starter. He said that this week. So, right.
2: so Fair enough. Well, uh, either way, I'm taking the Giants. They look a little bit better. And fuck the football team. They cost me my one chance at the perfect week a couple weeks
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think it's crazy that, think about this time, around this time last year, we had a serious conversation that Kyle Allen was the future in Carolina.
0: Yeah, he was 4-0. He had seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Ugh. And then the book came out on him. Big which facts. is why it's it's so hard with young quarterbacks, which you're seeing a lot of great ones in the league right now. Once, once there's like a tell on you, the, teams are, the defenses are going to adjust, and then it's on you to adjust. And the great ones make that adjustment. Of course. And the ones that are going to continue to struggle. Like, the book came out on Daniel Jones, and he hasn't adjusted. Yeah, big facts. You know, Sam Darnold you're seeing some of the same things. They know that when he gets the pressure on the outside, he gets scared. So it's, He also rolls to his right. Yeah. He doesn't run left. Yeah, so exactly. So telegraphs what yep. he's doing. And the safeties could play differently then. All right, Josh. The Atlanta Falcons at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Vikings. Uh, losing in the closing seconds of the game last week against the Seahawks. Great game. Great yeah. fucking game. It actually was very good. Game. Um, gr- amazing. I, uh, by the way, I fully agreed with Mike Zimmer going for it on fourth there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, listen, you kick the you kick the field goal, you go up by eight. You're still giving fucking Russell Wilson time to go. To, I mean, you make it um, a more difficult path that he has to get the touchdown, drive down the field, get the touchdown, get the two-point conversion. But if you get the first down, you completely drain the clock, and then you're done. You're done. I agreed with it. I'd agree with it 100 times out of 100. You have to know who you're playing. Playing, and in that situation, you don't want to give the ball back to Russell Wilson. Unfortunately, you did. Um, you know the Vikings looked like they were going to crush the Seahawks, then the Seahawks come back. Russell Wilson played out of his mind again, um, and the Falcons. Josh.
2: All right, so Dan Quinn is gone. Um, Finally, and uh, Dmitriov. and uh, Thomas Dimitrov. Uh, you know the the damage is done. Uh, uh, it's you, very done. You know, you look at this team and you look at what they've done over the past two years. Um, This is a team that had... They've done but That (laughs) had the ability to make the playoffs last year. They had the personnel. They had everything that they needed. And that was evident when they went... um, What was it? Six and two down the stretch. Six and two down the stretch. Jesus.
0: The Jets also went six and two down (laughs) the stretch, I want to point out, last year. Uh,
1: Whatever. (laughs) The Jets went five... uh, No, the Broncos went five and two. You know... Fuck, man. You know, like... uh, How do you make the
2: Super Bowl (laughs) not even four years ago? That's fucked. What happened to that Super Bowl? They lost. (laughs) They fucking blew a fourth quarter lead, third quarter lead, halftime lead. Who fucking cares? Whatever it was, it was a lead. They blew it. (laughs) Fuck you. No problem. They got this. Don't worry, dude. Yeah, great, dude. Awesome.
1: Thanks. Uh, Regardless of any of that. I'm so happy you experienced that. Nah, no, dude, it's fine. At least you didn't see a fucking halftime kickoff run back.
0: Yeah, you won a Super Bowl two years later, asshole. Doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> you know, at least I got shot in the head I get shot in fucking the thigh. Make the Super Bowl go up by 28 points. Have the fucking eighth most points scored in the fucking season. Nah. Nah, not going to nah. do anything with any of that. Nah, fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to go fucking 7-9 the next year. We're going to go fucking 7-9 the next year. We're going to start 0-5 oh the year after that. You got a fucking... The greatest quarterback in the history of your franchise. And you can't give him any help. You have the second or third greatest wide receiver of all fucking time. And you can't do anything with that. You know, you what surround they- these guys with a dog shit defense that gives up... 30 fucking points a game. Over two years, 30 fucking points a game. It doesn't matter how many points the offense can score because the defense is allowing 30 points a game. And all right, yeah, great. You can throw the ball. You got a, you got a tight end. You let him go. You replace him with a tight end who's okay. You got a great wide receiver. Awesome. Is okay. You, you, you draft, a, you draft a, another great receiver. All right, you can throw those guys the ball all you want, but if you can't. Well, fucking run the ball (laughs) opposing defenses are going to cover all of your receiving options and not allow them to catch the fucking ball and if they can't catch the fucking ball you can't make your way down the field if you can't make your way down the field you can't get into the end zone if you don't get into the end zone you can't win any
1: fucking games when your defense is giving up 30 points a game
0: they are who we thought they were.
1: Uh, Josh, I, I need to ask you a serious question.
0: <laughs>
1: how many points? A uh, game? How many points are the Falcons giving up a game? 30 fucking points. Or more. Who In they, certain who cases. more. <laughs> who,
0: who they lose to this week?
2: Uh, this the week, Panthers, dude. They lost to the Panthers, who fucking suck balls, <laughs> who don't have their top but, but, fucking receiving threat. I, but, okay, but who
0: so, sucks balls more?
1: Dan Quinn. So and I, fucking Dick Cutter. Dick, Dick Cutter. Cutter's so I, I need to, yeah. I love so, Dick. I Cutter. need to be honest. Like, so I, I watched that game, and I go, oh, because I'm the only one that picked Carolina last week. Yes. And I'm, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, dude, there's no way. There's no fucking way. Todd Gurley runs a, fir- runs a first drive touchdown, and I immediately get a text
0: from Josh, game's over. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're up 7-0. They lost. Not even. Like, dude, wow, Todd Gurley ran for a touchdown. I think he said, Todd Gurley ran for a touchdown first drive. They're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember watching, like, DJ Moore run up the sideline
1: and just thinking to myself, dude, that's bad. Yeah. Like, like, dude, no pursuit. They gave up another Robbie Anderson. Robbie
0: Anderson looks fucking awesome he's to, this year. Was he about to have he, like fucking 1,600 every, yards? He's this second season? in the league in receiving. He's uh, he only has one game where he didn't have a hundred yards this year, and he had ninety eight in that game. Ridiculous. Um, so Josh. The Falcons at yep. the Vikings, yep. who are you taking?
2: I'm obviously taking the Vikings, but you know what that means? That means the Falcons are going to win because I'm never going to fucking pick for them again. So they're going to rally around Raheem You're Morris, gonna and they're going to fucking win, and I'm going to lose that fucking pick, but I'm not going to pick them because I know if I do, they're going to lose anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a fucking rabbit hole that I'm constantly falling down. They make me think, that hey, you know what? They're good. They're going to be good this year. It's going to be fine. And
1: then they give up 30 fucking points a game. Just, just in case anyone's wondering, they do give up thirty points a game.
0: Yeah, I, I would say they give up thirty points a game. Taylor, what do you think about this game? Ugh, this, see, this one's hard. I want to pick,
1: I, I want to pick uh, uh, Minnesota so bad, but I, I got to take the Falcons here because it's going to be one of those things where Kirk Cousins is going to blow up in his face again. And just listen, just despite Josh. It, it, it's going to happen. The Vikings hey, are going to happen. You know what win. I
2: just thought I'm Sorry to interrupt you. You know how many points the Patriots scored in the fucking Super Bowl? 31. You can't win a fucking game yeah. when
1: your defense is giving up 30 points a game. I love the deep cut in the stat. I love it. 30 uh, points a I, game. I,
0: I want to point out the Falcons defense is only giving up 24.4 points a game. <laughs> Yeah, that's because it of seems the Bears. like more. If you take the Bears game out. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, big facts. Um, I'm also going to take the Falcons. You know, you see a lot of times when uh, coaches get fired, the team responds next week with a win. Dude, if the They're v- like, yo, it's like a relief, like a weight taken off their shoulders. Yo, if the Vikings win, the the the, the text
1: message we're going to get from him he's still going to be pissed off about it.
0: Fuck! Yeah, if they win, um, what I would do at this point legitimately is just make Matt Ryan get surgery. I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> Just have him get a surgery. Get surgery. <laughs> Tell him like, dude, dude, you got you like your kidney stones. You got to get no, surgery. you make him get laced. <laughs> He's got an ingrown toenail. Be <laughs> like, dude, you got to sit out the rest of the year. Go for that number one overall pick take Trevor Lawrence let him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year let him develop or you know, he, see if some team that needs i would talk about this I, wa- I watched the all 22 film matt ryan doesn't look good that end zone interception was horrendous and was he is bad. at that age where i told you guys this in text the other day his physical attributes are very similar to that of Eli Manning's where good arm not great arm you know but he can sling it he can absolutely sling it not mobile at all the mo- the, the, the the standing statue quarterback is di- it's, it's pretty much dead in this league he has When's the last time one was drafted, one that just stands there? Probably was Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco. Yeah. Legitimately. Is uh, Jared Goof a... uh, Goof can run. Goof can run. Yeah, Jared Goof. He he can move. He can throw on the run pretty well. That's half their fucking offensive designs. He's never in the fucking pocket. Um if you if some team said to you, like a team that's in contention, you look at um, you know, uh, the Patriots if they moved on from Cam, you look at the 49ers who I think are definitely cutting ties with Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the year, these teams that are in contention that need a quarterback, a team would probably give you a first-round pick and just take the contract. Yeah. Especially if they have young talent that they've drafted around it. I'm Did, sure that Kyle Shanahan would love. I'm sure he would too. I, I think because he would trust him more than Jimmy Garoppolo. He doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Um, I don't know.
2: Uh, I'm going to ta- had by far the most success in his system ever since. Yeah, you know how long has Shanahan been in, uh, been at least an OC in the NFL? At oh, least geez, like 12, yeah, at least, time at years, least right? time. Yeah. yeah, Matt's the only guy that ever had that level of success in his yeah. system.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, up, next man. game, uh, junk game. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Lions. Yeah. Uh, I,
1: are I, I forgot the Lions were even a team. Yeah, I know. Honestly, this past um,
0: week. Uh, Lions, three and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Lions. Yeah, I'll take the Lions, too. Against who? Uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is that? That's not an answer. <laughs> I'm agreeing with the three Okay. Teams. You just with said, yeah. All right. Uh, next game, uh, yeah. two surprising teams. The 4-1 Chicago Bears with, you know, it's, I was so mad when they won because I was saying I could see Chicago win this fucking game against Tampa. You said it. He goes, he goes I, know. I-, I could see when this team wins and I don't take them. I know, and then I don't take them. Um, at Carolina, who is playing great right now, 3-2, three, uh, three and two. Matt Rule's got them playing well. Teddy's uh, third in the league in passing. Not doing a lot with touchdowns, but he's getting the ball down the field without Christian McCaffrey. You know, it's crazy when you lose a player Christian McCaffrey's cal- caliber. It does make your offense better sometimes because... It, you don't have that one player to focus on. Well, look you don't Detro- have these design plays for him. Well, look at Detroit with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Same Matt thing. Stafford got better. Um, so, uh, Chicago with a really nice victory. Uh, come from behind against Tampa. Um, you know, it, it was fourth down, Tom. I don't know what to tell you. Um I'm gonna Wait, take. Can someone explain that to me? Because I completely missed that. So what happened on the I'm, play I'm, like, was I genuinely like I just see Tom with the four and I don't understand. It was he thought it was third down and it, he only needed five yards to get a first down. Oh my God! The Titans are running the ball down the fucking uh, Buffalo's throat. Really? Derrick Henry. Derrick
1: Henry touchdown? Or? Nope, he's got stopped at the 10. So then that would make me 11-3 last week because I think all of us well, picked Well,
0: all Buffalo? of us picked the Bills, yeah. So yeah, okay. Oh, no, it wasn't even uh, Derrick Henry. It was Butler. It was uh, interception on Josh Allen, I think. Oh, yep, God. two interceptions for Josh Allen tonight. Damn. Here we go. The Josh Allen roller coaster. Um, okay, so back to this game. Um, MVP. Uh, I know Russell Wilson. Yeah. No 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 <laughs> um, so Chicago with a really nice victory over Tampa. Uh, played really. Oh my god, that was a horrible throw. Sorry. Um, I Chicago did some great things on defense. Um, Nick Foles made just enough plays after a horrific first half. He adjusted very well in the it's second half. The one time I picked the
1: fucking Bears, they lose.
0: Uh, I'm going to take the Bears in this one over the favored Carolina. I think their defense is the best that Carolina's played during their little run here. Um, I. Do like what Carolina's doing a lot, but um, you know I think a lot of times when you're when their wins are coming against bad teams. Again, no offense, Josh. Um, I I think Chicago's defense is good enough, and I'm going to take the Bears on the road.
1: I don't. I this again. Th- all these games are so fucking hard. This is a hard game. This is also just such a weird year with how teams yes. are up so up and down this season. Um, oh God! Wait, who the fucking wait? Who are they playing again? I'm sorry, Carolina. Bears? Carolina. Yeah. Bears and Carolina. Uh. Yeah, the Carolina's got to come back down to earth, and I'm going to take the Bears solely on the defense, and I'm going to regret it when they probably
0: lose. When the Panthers
2: fucking win. Uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: taking the Bears.
0: All right. Uh, next game, uh, this is the biggest spread of the week. Was it 14 points? No, it's only eight. It's only eight this week. Oh. Um, it is the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. The uh, Jets are not 12-point favorites. No, the Dolphins are eight-point favorites. Wait, what did I say? 12-point. The Jets being favored in every any game this year is hilarious. I've had a very long day. Um, so, yeah, the, the Dolphins, um, you know, you and I picked them to beat the 49ers. We're not expecting 43-17. I
1: wasn't expecting Garoppolo to throw three picks in the first
0: half. Th- two, it was two picks. Two to be picks, fair. Sorry. But he was horrible. Um, it's he, horrible. The defense, the Dolphins' pass rush looked fucking awesome. The only thing, the only bright spot of uh, San
1: Francisco's offense that week was uh, the return of Raheem Mostert looked awesome.
0: Yeah, he played very well, but then they took the running game out by going up by fucking 17 points yep. in, in the first half. Fitzpatrick was fit, Fitzmagic last week. He Did, was great. You know what's fucked? When I was looking at that game, I'm like, you know, what? I might
1: take Fitzpatrick's over one and a half touchdowns. Yeah, For three, three in the three first half.
0: In the first half. Um, the defense was awesome. Um, uh, Xavier Howard, three straight games with interception. Um, again, Who's I. Corner in football right now. Uh, it, yeah, I would say right now he's playing out of his fucking mind. Well, Bi- him, him, and Marcus Peters and Jalen Peters. Ramsey. Byron Jones was back on the field this week, yeah. and they were able to play the way they want
1: to. So, to me, as far as a, as cornerback tandem, that's as best as I've seen because you have two completely different players, and they play the... play. The, yep. They play the. You got the ball hawk feet. and the shutdown, and you got the guy. Well, that's the big thing, Byron Jones. He's he's not a turnover machine, but he's going to no. shut you down. And like Xavier Howard makes the play has the play and he could shut you goal. down, but Correct. he's he's a ball hawk. But he, yeah, he's a play, he, he's he's. Play ma-
0: 15 games since 2018, Xavier Howard, and he has the most interceptions in that time. You
1: know, sometimes sometimes players need to, you know, calm the fuck down when they're like, oh, this sucks. I gotta get out of here. You just need to ride it out. Xavier Howard ride it yeah, out. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. And Micah Fitzpatrick took off. Now it's not a terrible
0: thing because no, he was on a 4-0 Steelers, Yeah, Sure, sure.
1: But you throw Mika Fitzpatrick on top of this. And you're right. starting to see.
2: It's major news. What's here that? that happened, what? Unfolded while we were recording the show. The New York Jets have just released Le'Veon Bell. Okay. released released,
0: released outright. They out they couldn't released. find a trade partner. Wow. Well, you know what? Well, go know, to Denver, bro. Get Melvin Gordon the fuck out of there. He's no, gonna I'm go back kidding. to the Steelers, dude. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Steelers, Bears, Patriots is where I see him ending he's gonna up. Go, he's going to go the fucking Patriots. Probably. Um, but, yeah, the Jets are horrific in every single way. Um, I don't know if it's Joe Flacco or Sam Darnold. Adam Gaze, whatever he says, he said that it, he would know by Sam Darnold by today if he could start. Didn't hear anything on it, so I'm assuming it means Joe Flacco starting. Um, you know, it's always weird with the Dolphins and Jets because one beats the other when the other should win, vice versa. But the Dolphins are, you know, you see what Brian Flores is doing, Taylor. You and I have been, uh, you know, after I shit on him when they hired him, after I saw what he did last year, you could see the culture he's building, the mentality of the team, the physicality of the team. I think they're, you know, this will be a talent game for me as a fan because they're, the Dolphins of the last twenty years, they'd have a game that they blow someone out or win a game you don't expect, and they followed up against a bad team and lose. Yeah, this is a game that over the last twenty years they lose. Even if the Jets are terrible, they should win this game handily. Yeah. I think they will. They're getting healthier. They're getting Byron Jones back on the field more and more. Um, I think they're going to win this game big. Give
1: me the Jets. Oh, excuse me. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. you are
0: tired. No, I am. I'm sorry. Give me the Dolphins. And honestly,
1: they're going to cover the 8.5. Yeah. Because last week they were 8.5 point underdogs. 28-10 Tennessee. They were 8.5 point underdogs last week, and they blew the fucking 49ers yeah. out. Who have a significantly better offense and
0: defense <laughs> than the Jets. Uh, the, Even with the injuries. They just have a better fucking team. I was so thrilled to see our rookie right tackle. In his first start, shut down Eric Armstead. Dude, a great defensive end.
1: The, your, your right tackle and right guard are both rookies, and they're playing like they're 10-year veterans. It's out of fucking control. And
0: that was without uh, our rookie left tackle this week. And yeah. our right tackle, our normal right tackle, moved over to left tackle and shut him down. Your
1: offensive line has no business being as good as it is. <laughs> yeah. None whatsoever. I know. And I got to be honest. Again, this is this is the best situation I've ever seen Fitzpatrick in. Even when he took Buffalo to the playoffs. even No, he, he never went to
0: the playoffs with Buffalo. Or
1: he almost did. He almost went with the Jets, and he lost yes. in a, yeah. But I'm in saying Buffalo. His, so it's it's the best it's the best I've ever seen Ryan Fitzpatrick play consistent football. Sure. Um, so give me the Dolphins. They're going to cover the eight and a half handedly and take the over on whatever Fitzpatrick's <laughs> touchdowns are, his Proud yards boy. are, his rushing yards are. It's getting his more and more. His rushing yards were over thirteen and a half, yeah. and he ran one one <laughs> ball for thirty times and then get sacked the rest of the game. Yep. There's three bets you would have hit right there.
0: Yep. God damn it, Josh! You're taking the Dolphins too. Yes, sir. All right, I'm putting every single dollar I got this week on fucking. Miami. Hold on, what time is it? I think we might want to fly through. Oh, it's nine oh nine. Let's just get through these picks yeah, quick good. now. Um, next game: Green Bay Packers at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off that loss to Chicago. Green Bay uh, coming off a bye week. Um, they're one and a half point favorites on the road. Um, I don't like the chemistry I'm seeing in Tampa. I don't either. Their defense is nice, but the penalties are the same thing that was going on last year. Um, You know, Brady, You know after five touchdowns the week before, had a very poor game this past week, especially on fourth down. Uh, He just didn't realize it was fourth down. That was the long and short of it. He had to get five yards to get a first down. He thought it was um, third down, and he tried to get a chunk play. It was incomplete. It was fourth down, and then they tried saying he knew it was fourth down. Shut up. He was going like this. He had his four fingers up. He didn't know. Uh, Give me the Packers in this one. Uh, Give me the points at one and a half on the road.
1: Yeah, give me the uh, give me give me the Packers, and if the odds are better, take the money
0: line. Right, Josh, I'm taking the Packers. All right. Next game, the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Rams, uh, three and a half point favorites on the road, uh, coming off a win. I forgot who the fuck they beat this week, but they, uh, it was
1: irrelevant. Cause they yeah, it was irrelevant. Way.
0: Um, and, uh, 49ers coming off the aforementioned loss to the Dolphins where Jimmy G got benched. Um, football team. Yeah. Yeah. The, what was that? I think oh was yeah. Football team, team. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Ram Yeah. Cause Aaron Donald was riding Alex Smith. Uh, yep. the Rams are three and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, these two teams always play each other very tough. Um, Uh, But, you know, 49ers just, they, they, I think it's going to be a close game. I I do like the Rams, but I would not touch that spread at three and a half points. I think they're going to play tough.
1: I think they're going to win, but I'd also just like, again, take a money line. Yeah. Like, like, pick them because they're not going to cover. So you're
0: taking the Rams? Yes. Josh? Rams. Okay. Next game, uh, this is a good game. Uh, Kansas City coming off a, a shocking upset loss to the Oakland Raiders. Or, sorry, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas football team, whatever, uh, against the Buffalo Bills, uh, who are about to lose their first game, barring a miraculous comeback. Um, the Chiefs are three-point favorites on the road. Um, Josh, do you go first. Chiefs? Yeah, give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I think they just match up pretty well with Buffalo. Even, you know, I think that's the kind of loss to the Raiders. It's better that they have that now this year. Like, I I could totally see them just railing out the rest of the fucking season with wins. get it out of your system. Yeah, exactly. Um, Just they didn't seem to have any flow this past week. So get it out of your system. Come back pissed off. You know, you're seeing what Tennessee is doing to Buffalo right now. and Very the, the, physical. The, very physical. We know that t- uh, Kansas City can play like that. Mm. You don't have the burners on the outside uh, in Buffalo like you have in Oakland with uh, Henry Ruggs and shit. So give me Kansas City.
1: I also think Buffalo's going to put up a better fight
0: than they're doing right now. I just
1: think Tennessee's playing inspired football yeah, at the moment.
0: Agreed. Uh, next game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts coming off that loss to the Browns. Um, they're eight-point favorites at home. Unfortunately, Joe Burrow's getting his ass kicked back there. I'm getting a little worried that they're going to treating him like David Carr. Um, The Colts, Phillip Rivers looks like he's done, but this defense is still too good to lose to this Bengals offensive line and offense. So give me the Colts um, and the points. Yeah, give me the Colts. What are the points? Eight. Uh, Give me the Colts. Don't take the points. Okay. Josh? Colts. Okay, and the Monday night game, the Arizona Cardinals uh, getting back on track. Best medicine to get back on track is New York Jets at the Dallas Cowboys, uh, who unfortunately lost uh, Dak Prescott to that horrific ankle injury. Um, but then uh, Dalton made two sensational throws to Michael yeah. Gallup on the right side. Um, and kick the field goal to win it. Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Uh, Actually, I struggle with this game a little bit because I think Dak Prescott's injury could be a blessing in disguise. Stop! Um, (laughs) um, No, uh, I do think that it can... Alter what the Cowboys are doing offensively Because they will go back to more of a running game And you're lucky to have a backup As good as Andy Dalton Taylor and I have long been Andy Dalton truthers and defenders Don't think he's great, but he's good When you put a good team around like him a thirty thousand yards. Listen, yeah, listen, he's a good, listen, he's, he's a good he, I agree, good quarterback He isn't a superstar, he's not an MVP He's not anything like that, but he's a damn good quarterback yeah. In the right system, with the right team around him He's not a guy who can carry you But he can help carry you He can help carry the fucking load Um I am Canary gonna take, I, yeah. I am gonna take Arizona in this one. Um, I just think the the, car, the cowboys defense is gonna struggle containing Kyler Murray. You saw him get back on track last week. Made some great throws to DeAndre Hopkins. Huge game for Hopkins. Huge game for the first time from Kenyon Drake. Um, give me the Cardinals and give me the points.
1: Give me the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys play inspired football for Dak. I don't think you are crazy the, to the say re- that the rest of the season. And I think the defense also plays inspired because now the thing that's like, on it, them. Obviously, the offense changes. I, it, it, Listen, with the way Tone G, The way Tony Tony Dungy Tone G. I like Tone, Tone G. G. I like Tone, right. Tone G. Why did anyone call him that When he was coaching? <laughs> Here comes Tone G. The way Tone G Fucking said it on the air Was clearly wrong He definitely misspoke It is yeah, what it is I, uh, Listen But His thought process is correct Because then you have to Bring back an Ezekiel Elliott And pound the
0: fucking rock And control the clock And the line of scrimmage If there's any team That, that offensive need, line they, stinks now th-
1: Yes If there's any team You need to control the clock with It's going to be the Arizona Cardinals And Kyler Murray Because they'll run up and down the field yep. You, especially on this awful defense, but with all that being said, I think the Cowboys are uh, are proven to win shootouts and sometimes a defensive player and a defensive play there. I, th- I I especially with Chandler Jones out for the season, I yeah. will take the I will take Dallas's. Awful defense over uh, the Cardinals' awful defense All right, as well. Josh?
2: I am also going to be taking
0: the Cowboys. Very good. All right, we got some different picks this week. We were fucking lined up like crazy last week, last couple of weeks, so that's good to hear. Yeah. All right, guys, this is episode 123. You watch, I listen. A movie pick for this week was Descent, and you gave me Lordy.
1: Yeah, I gave you Lord's uh, heroin vibes or something. Cool,
0: and Josh is going to be watching uh, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, um, and we will see you guys next week. Rest in peace to the great Joe Morgan. Again, peace. Yeah, dude, I love it. Yeah, very good way to take us out. Even I'm not even the biggest Billy Joel fan. This is a great song.
2: Well, th- th- <laughs> this is because of our uh, our boys talk earlier. In the show. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I know what was that, but I just said even as if someone doesn't love Billy Joel, this is a good song. Yeah. All right, later, guys. Every time I think Billy Joel, I think of. Uh, well,